brothers and sisters, welcome to the Meaning Stream. And the Meaning Stream is <laughs> sponsored by MeaningWave.com. MeaningWave.com, home of wonderful, wonderful, wonderful aesthetic apparel made here in the USA by uh, real, real human beings. And uh, yeah, it's great. Go MeaningWave.com. We've got, uh, look at all this cool stuff. We've got MeaningWave Classic Cotton Hoodie. Look at it. It's amazing. Oh my goodness, what else we got? We got all sorts of stuff. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. MeaningWave.com. Because happiness is a side effect of meaning. <laughs> hey, how you all doing out there? Let's get it. Look at that guy. Look at him go. Look at him go. Yeah. Ah, what up, baby? How are you all doing? It's the Meaning Stream. I'm Akira the Don, artist, wave lord, architect of the Meaning Wave universe. Meaning Wave? What is Meaning Wave? Meaning Wave is a psychotechnology and a musical epic story developed by Akira the Don with the aim of helping listeners to achieve their potential in this lifetime. How's that going, Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone? How is that potential achieving going? A man like Matt Lally's in the building. He seems to be doing pretty cool because he came through, boom, with the $100 super chat, like a boom, like a G, like a boom, boom. Lally enters the boom. Glad to see you all. The new album is cool. Hey, thank you very much. New album is indeed cool. We got a brand new album. We got a brand new album out right now. It's a thing of beauty and glory and wonder. It's called How to Get Rich, Volume 2. Two. Not Volume 1, Volume 2. It's the second. It's the second in what is going to be, I think it's going to be four of them, you know. I think there's four albums. Uh, I think there's four albums in it, I'm afraid. Boom! And it's the thing of glory and wonder by Job. Scoops82, welcome to the channel. we got a new member. Look at that lovely new member. Make some noise! Hey, someone, people, people, do me a favor. Uh, I've just uh, been on Clubhouse having a conversation with the star... The, the vocalist, uh, the frontman of this uh, this new album, uh, Naval Ravikant. And uh, yeah, they, we, we ended up chatting for an hour and a half, which was longer than I was expecting. So I haven't uh, been able to tweet that this is happening. Could somebody tweet this happening so I could retweet them? That would be really cool. That'd be really cool. That would be uh, useful. That'd be useful, you know? And what do I always say? My number one heuristic before I do anything is, is it useful? Now, based on the conversation I had with uh, Naval just there, maybe, maybe it should be, is it true? Is it true? Anyway, that was a wonderful conversation. And uh, if you were not on Clubhouse, because I'm sure lots of you weren't, that's cool. Don't worry. We will get the conversation out to you ASAP. We'll get the conversation. We'll get it out to you ASAP. How about that? How about that? ASAP conversation. And uh, 
yeah, it was a great conversation too. Uh, make some noise out there. How are you doing? How is everyone doing out there? Ones in the chat, if you have heard the new album. Ones in the chat, if you've heard the new album. What's that? Twitter's been down. Hey! Wonderful. That's great news. That's great news. Robert Easley, Kyla, Sherrod and Jeff. Strong School 28. And uh, B Pepper. Wonderful news, Nathan Dunn. Still down. Oh, cool. So uh, there's, there's no need for uh, tweeting of links right now. No need for tweeting of links. That is just wonderful news. And uh, yeah, cool. All right, great. That's, uh, that's brilliant. Um, look at all these ones in the chat. Look at all these lovely ones. Lovely ones in the chat. Uh, you are the lovely ones, Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. It is you. And I am so happy to see you, each and every one of you. And uh, i got to say, hmm, it's, maybe it's a good idea. A good idea. Doing, having an excellent conversation uh, really energizes, you know? I think it's a good thing to do before a live stream. You know, Nathan Dunn says, Akira the Dunn and, and Naval broke the internet. Broke that internet. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Um, shout out to... Oh, hey, here's the thing. Uh, were any of you uh, at the uh, clubhouse just now? Who was at the clubhouse just now? And uh, did you enjoy the clubhouse just now? You let me know. Because obviously... Uh, obviously... You know, I, I really do appreciate your, your, your feedback. You know, I always do really appreciate your feedback. A and B says, I just tweeted the link. Well, well, WMIV says, Naval was very high energy. He was going off. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And it was a wonderful thing. Uh, letting him cook. Letting him cook. <laughs> also, it was very nice was uh, hearing about him uh, going for runs, listening to What's Wave, you know. I like that as a visual image. Somehow I'm going to have to turn it into a music video. I wonder if we can get Naval to film himself jogging. Hmm. 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 Ill Ink said, I was trying to message you about the mic. You had a hot mic the whole time. What does that mean? What does that mean? I had a hot mic. I was only talking to one person. Yeah, yeah. What, what? Logan Mars says, it was an excellent conversation. I really enjoyed it. Hey, thank you, Logan Mars. Hey, hey. Here's a brand new song from the brand new album. Let's get it! The five most important skills are reading, writing, arithmetic, persuasion, just talking. And then finally, I would add computer programming. If you're good with computers, if you're good at basic mathematics, if you're good at writing, if you're good at speaking, and if you like reading, Whoa! you're set for life. Whoa! Whoa! You're set for life. Hey, hey, hey. You're set for life. You're set for life. To me, foundational things are principles. They're algorithms. They're deep-seated logical understanding where you can defend it or attack it from any angle. That's why microeconomics is important. Because macroeconomics is a lot of memorization, a lot of macro bullshit. As Nassim Taleb says, it is easier to macro bullshit than it is to micro bullshit. Because macroeconomics is voodoo complex science meets politics. You can't find two macroeconomists to agree on anything these days. And different macroeconomists get used by different politicians to peddle their different pet theories. There are even macroeconomists out there now peddling something called modern monetary theory. 
which basically says, hey, except for this pesky thing called inflation, we can just print all the money that we want. Yes, except for this pesky thing called inflation. That's like saying, instead of limited energy, we can fire rockets off into space all day long. It's just nonsense with the fact that there are people who have macroeconomists in their title and are peddling modern monetary theory just tells you that macroeconomics as a so-called science has been corrupted. The branch of politics. The five most important skills are reading, writing, arithmetic, persuasion, which is talking, and then finally I would add computer programming. If you're good with computers, if you're good at basic mathematics, if you're good at writing, if you're good at speaking, and if you like reading, you're set for life. You're set for life. Yeah! You're set for life. You're set for life. So you really want to focus on the foundations. The ultimate foundation are mathematics and logic. If you understand logic and mathematics, then you have the basis for understanding the scientific method. Once you understand the scientific method, then you can understand how to separate truth from falsehood in other fields and other things that you're reading. So be very careful about reading other people's opinions. And even be careful about reading facts, because so-called facts are often just opinions with a veneer around them. What you really are looking for is algorithms. What you're really looking for is understanding. It's better to go through a book really slowly and struggle and stumble and rewind than it is to fly through it quickly and say, well, now I've read 20 books, 30 books, 50 books in the field. It's like Bruce Lee said, I don't fear the man who knows a thousand kicks and a thousand punches. I fear the man who's practiced one punch 10,000 times or one kick 10,000 times. It's the understanding that comes through repetition and through usage and through logic and foundation that really makes you a smart thinker. The five most important skills are reading, writing, arithmetic, persuasion, which is talking, and then finally I would add computer programming. If you're good with computers, if you're good at basic mathematics, if you're good at writing, if you're good at speaking, and if you like reading, you're set for life. Hey, you're set for life. You're set for life. You're set for life. That's the opening track from the brand new album, How to Get Rich, Volume 2. And we just kick off and just go straight in. Boom!
Buzz. Boom. Actionable advice. Boom. Wisdom that you too can find for yourself now that you've got an intonation of, of the, the vicinity in which it dwells by Jove. And uh, yeah, shouts out to uh, Damien Cook, a.k.a. He was called Ginge when I was a little kid. Well, first he was called Damien uh, when we were like nine. And then, then people started calling him Ginge because they're unimaginative because he had a red hair more strawberry blonde i would say but that's him on the sax anyway that saxophone is the product of uh of knowing somebody for a long time that's why it's so cool you know that's uh that's uh, how uh uh Ill Inc. is still talking about hot mics don't talk to me about hot mics um <laughs> why is it me why is it automatically me why don't you think it's naval's mic huh why do you think it's naval's mic um that was hot still don't fully understand it you know I'm, I'm very uncultured that was my first time in clubhouse did you know did you know that was my first uh yeah that was my first time in clubhouse talking i've listened a few times you know i've listened but i've never spoken never spoken maria lezak said did anyone else did anyone count how many songs on the new album have sax in them well we could uh find out tonight how about that unless someone already worked it out uh unless somebody already worked it out uh how are you guys doing what you're saying uh, slap that bass says, did you say sex or sax? I said sax. I said sax. XX Madog Major XX says, I love sax. That's right. Everybody does. Everybody does, baby. It's why we're here. We're here. Because of that sax. Sweet, sweet sax. Come on. Nathan Dunn says, such a saxy album. Here's one thing I can tell you about this album, right? Um, while it's true that I, I managed to release music at an incredible rate and it's bordering on one album a month. This is the third album of the year and it's April, so, you know. But, um, <clears throat> this one took a while. Long. This I think I've worked on this for about four months. And it's in the, you know, I was I had some other things going on at other points, obviously. But uh, I started this one, in, no, it wasn't four months, maybe it was three. I started this one in November, I think. Started in November. Uh, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of love in this album. There's a lot of density in this album. Uh, with regards to, you know, well, all sorts of the things in it. There's lots of thematic uh, Easter eggs that you'll be discovering for years to come. Years to come, hopefully. WMIV says, I love what Naval said about wisdom being experiential. That's right. That's right. Uh, shout out to Ill Inc. Says, who, who says, I snagged a Naval shirt today. Have you? And that's a very good question. Have you snagged a Naval shirt? Uh, let's see. One's in the chat. If you're wearing Meaning Wave right now. One's in the chat if you're wearing Meaning Wave right now. Let's see. Let's see those uh, beautiful Meaning Wave people. Wearing their Meaning Wave. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, Johnny C says, this is an important one for college students. I'm about to graduate college with many of these life skills. I guess I'm set for life. Cosmic Kangaroo says, pesky inflation. Trebuchet into the white sun from whence it came. Save! Alchemical Review says, oh, we're talking Nassim Taleb. Yes, please, my favorite author. Nassim Taleb uh, is, a, is a powerful beast. What a powerful beast. Uh, I have not read all of his work. I read Black Swan. And Black Swan is a very, very powerful thing. Uh, Jack McCree says, I love hearing about your process, Akira. Do you still time block on a day-by-day -day basis? On a day-by-day -day basis. It's more of a more of a project by project or task by task depending on what stage of the production cycle i'm at i'll be doing different things and blocking things but uh i certainly am still batching wherever possible and consistently finding uh, new ways to batch 
you know, bashing is when you do uh, similar things all at once, you know, like wash your socks all at the same time. And the more you look into bashing, the more you can find ways of bashing in your life. You know, uh, I'm currently bashing hi-hats for the next album. I'm currently, uh, I've developed a new technique for hi-hat uh, programming and playing. So I'm doing all the hi-hats of all the songs uh, all, all at once. And uh, it's very exciting. I was, I've got way better at hi-hats now. As a result of doing that, the hi-hats are the best hi-hats I've ever had. Anything to do with it. Anything to do with it. Chris Lena says, the first Naval is one of my favorite Akiridon albums. I can't wait for this one to drop. Well, guess what? It dropped. It's out. That was the first track. That was the first track. Brothers, sisters, and this is the second. Business to me is bottom of the barrel. There's no actual skill called business. It's too generic of a thing. It's like a skill called relating, like relating to humans. That's not a skill. It's too broad. So a lot of what goes on in business is essentially just anecdotes. They call it case studies, but it's just anecdotes. And they're trying to help you pattern match by throwing lots of data points at you. But the reality is you will never understand them fully until you're actually in that position yourself. Basic concepts from game theory and psychology and say mathematics, computers, and logic will serve you much, much better. I would focus on the foundations, I would focus on the science bent, I would develop a love for reading. That, that is the foundation for your self-education. When it comes to your learning curve, if you want to optimize your learning curve, one of the reasons I don't love podcasts, even though I'm a generator of podcasts, I like to consume my information very quickly. When you listen at a certain speed, and it's hard to go back, it's hard to highlight, it's hard to pinpoint snippets and save them in your notebook. A lot of people think they can become really skilled at something by watching others do it, or even by reading about others doing it. You're going to learn a lot by operating your own lemonade stand. That is how you're going to learn on the job. Because a lot of the subtleties don't express themselves until you're actually running the business. You know, I learned that tit for tat in Red Prisoner's Dilemma is the people I never even read game theory books. I consider myself extremely good at game theory. I've never opened up a game theory book and found a result from there where I was like, oh yeah, that's common sense. I just grew up playing all, all kinds of games, and so it's just second nature to me. You can always learn better by doing on the job. By doing on the job. By doing on the job. You can always learn better by doing on the job. By doing on the job. By doing on the job. DJ Little Fever is a subtle thing that we're in the house with a lot. If I start a business, I go in every day and I do the same thing. Let's say I'm running the retail store down the street, stocking the shelves with food and look every single day. I'm not going to learn that much from repeating things.
a lot. I'm putting in thousands of hours. There are thousands of hours doing the same thing. Thousands of iterations. That would be different. The learning curve is across iterations. If I was trying new marketing, changing up the inventory, branding and the messaging, changing the size, the number of iterations that drives the learning curve. The more iterations, the more shots you go, the faster you're going to learn. It's not just about the app to put in. The way we're built, the way the world presents itself, offers us very easily the opportunity to do the same thing over and over. Really, we'd be better served if we went off and found ways to do new things. Doing something new the first time is painful, and high odds are that you will fail. So you just have to get very, very comfortable with frequent small failures. just have to get very, very comfortable with frequent small failures. You can always learn better by doing on the job. By doing on the job. By doing on the job. You can always learn better by doing on the job. By doing on the job. By doing on the job. You can always learn better by doing on the job. By doing on the charge, by doing on the charge, you can always learn better. By doing on the job, by doing on the job, by doing on the job. Come on! Beanie Wave Autonomous Zone. What's up, Oscar? Wisdom, get comfortable with frequent small failures. That's right. wealth by being a trader he relied upon black swans losing little bits of money every day and then once in a blue moon he would make a lot when the unthinkable happened for other people most people want to make little bits of money every day in exchange they'll tolerate lots of low risk they'll tolerate when completely bankrupt we're not involved to bleed a little every day if we're out in the natural environment and you get a cut you will eventually die job ah yeah doing on the job ill ang says naval threw down in yesterday's chat that's true uh if you were not here last night we premiered the album we just you know the the, the video that's on youtube all the way through and naval was in the chat for that answering questions which was pretty epic and you can go back and recheck that out you know recheck that out and you can you can see some wonderful answers to some wonderful questions uh you can also see some wonderful <laughs> uh yeah um some <laughs> wonderful Wonderful questions, some wonderful moments. I think it was Ill Inc. or, or someone, who was it? Somebody said um, something about, um, or was it Sheila? Anyway, someone said something about, oh, isn't this amazing, you know? has been incredibly gracious with his time, answering everybody's in questions, you know? And immediately, uh, Logan Mars goes, hey, Naval. I read it in that voice for some reason. Hey, Naval, what's better, tacos or macadamias? Nuts. And uh, Naval, uh, sharp as a pin, replied, academia's nuts. That was a wonderful moment in time. Wonderful moment in time. 
and like DJ Little Fever, epic DJ of Twitch, DJ Little Fever. YouTube, make some noise for DJ Little Fever if you're ever on Twitch. Uh, check out DJ Little Fever. He's epic, epic DJ of Twitch. And uh, also the world's uh, second greatest Meaning Wave DJ. He did a whole set of Meaning Wave uh, last week and it didn't record it. If he had recorded it, you'd have heard it because I'd have put it on this channel by Jove. So next time, next time, uh, that, that will be a treat. My goodness, what a treat that will be. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, Anna Liz says, man, I love Naval. Always feel so encouraged. Just need to polish up my math and computers and I'll be set for life. Get after it. Get after it. Hey, by the way, I discovered this yesterday. Someone uh, sent me, no, this morning, someone sent me a message. I didn't know that there was a name for Naval's fan base. I don't know how I didn't know this. And it's a great name. Do you know what the name is? Do you know what the name for Naval's fan base is? Naval gazes. Naval gazes. Naval gazes. Someone sent me a message saying, I'm not a Naval gazer, but I like this record. Or something like that. And I was like, wait, that's the thing. That's amazing. That's such a good name for, uh, you know, for uh, a sort of followership. Uh, Jaden Hensley is here with a question. A question. And says, Akira, do you focus on learning how to implement one instrument at a time? How do you rapidly increment? Interesting question. Let me see. Do you mean in the context of a whole album or just in general? What I do, right, is I use each album as an opportunity uh, to learn a new skill. At least one. I usually do a bunch. I'll be like, all right, uh, you know, so this one, I've, I've learned this new, new hi-hat uh, skill. Uh, I introduced a couple of new synthesizers to my arsenal and uh, some other stuff, actually, like a whole bunch of things. Um, so what I will do is I will use each project as a, as a way of learn, of doing on the job, as that song was about, doing on the job. You will, oh, and this is something I've, here's the thing, right? Uh, I was talking with Peterson about this, right? He's like, why did you, why did you sample that thing? And it's like, because you said something that I kind of, I kind of had thought about or knew or, or, or felt, but you, you, you elocuted it, right? In, in, a, in the perfect way. And uh, that was something that we were talking about earlier, uh, Naval and I were talking about, and it's something to do with wisdom. And, and uh, a lot of, you know, most of wisdom, you know these things, so many things you know, but then sometimes there's a thing, you're like, that's the bit that I was missing. That's that sparkling bit that I hadn't quite got to, you know? There's a few of those on this album for me. Um, but this one I was doing on the job, doing on the job is a thing I've always done. It's like basically, you know, learn as you go along. So I'll always use an album as an opportunity to learn a new thing practically in the moment of doing it. And I'll be there trying to work it out. And these days, because we live in the future, I can, uh, if I'm having trouble with the thing, I can go on YouTube and like some 12 year old will show me how to, how, how to work it properly. You know, it's amazing. Absolutely magnificent. So, uh, yeah. Joey Cuddles F says, believe it or not, listening to the Naval album last night validated the use of my time pursuing a master's degree whilst working full time. Thanks, Akira and MEZ. Happy to be here with you. Proud of you. Kyle Huff says, hey, I watched this stream one year ago when my son was born and he's a year old and my boy Akira is still on it. Love you all. <laughs> Kyle Huff, that feels like yesterday. And you still have the same beautiful avatar. Uh, Dan Frank says, I don't want to join any club that would have me as a member. Shouts out to Groucho. Boom, boom. Ill Ink says, naturally, I enjoyed when you two finally got into religion near the end. Please, an entire conversation on that in the future. Could talk about that all day, frankly. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Could we not? I think we could. I think we totally could. Uh, I think we've got an international high five to do. Tommy Daniels says, take off your shirt. Woo. <laughs> hey, I can unzip it. See that? Oof. It's a zippy. It's a zippy boy. Meaning Wave. This is Meaning Wave Velvet. 
beautiful meaning wave velvet. Uh, Sway says he elucidated a concept. There you go. That's what I was. That's what I was failing to say correctly. Thank you, Sway. Where's your sound? Yes, man, like Sway in the building. How you doing, baby? How you doing? Uh, how you doing? Uh, let's get the internet. We're going to do the international high five in a minute. I'm going to do a new song, and uh, for the international high five. We might do two this show. We might just go deep. We might we might have a really epic show ahead of us, you know? I got a feeling. I don't know. So for the International High Five today, hey, just give me your uh, one or two word review of the new album. And here's track three. It's called Take Risk. Major, major, major key. Major key. Embrace accountability and take business. Welcome new member Tim Murphy. Your own name. It will reward you with responsibility, equity, and leverage. Embrace accountability. Take business risks under your own name. Society will reward you with responsibility, equity, and leverage. To get rich, you're going to need leverage. Leverage comes in labor, it comes in capital, or it can come through code or media. But most of these, like labor and capital, people have to give to you. For labor, somebody has to follow you. For capital, somebody has to give you money or assets to manage or machines. So to get these things, to build up credibility, and you have to do those under your own name as much as possible, which is risky. Which is risky. So accountability is a double-edged thing. It allows you to take credit when things go well, and you bear the brunt of the failure when things go badly. But you take risks. So you take risk of failure, risk of humiliation, you take risk of failure under your own name. You take risk. And the people who have the ability to fail in public under their own names gain a lot of power. People stamping their names on things aren't foolish, they're just confident. By putting your name out there, you become a celebrity. And fame has many, many downsides. It's better to be anonymous and rich than poor and famous, but even famous and rich has a lot of downsides associated with it. You're always in the public eye. A lot of our training socially is telling us to not stick our necks out of the crowd. The tall poppy gets cut. Don't stick your neck out. But clear accountability is important. Without accountability, you don't have incentives. Without accountability, you can't build credibility. Take risk. Risk. So you take risk of failure, risk of humiliation. You take risk of failure under your own name. You take risk. Risk. And the people who have the ability to fail in public under their own names gain a lot of power. hardwired to not fail in public under our own names. Up until about 2013, 2014, my public persona was entirely around startups and investing. And only around 2014, 2015 did I start talking about philosophy and psychological things. And it made me a little nervous because I was doing it under my own name. 
people in the industry sent me messages and were like, what are you doing? You're ending your career. This is stupid. And I kind of just went with it. I took a risk. Same with crypto early on. I took a risk. But when you put your name out there, you take a risk. You also get to reap the reward. You get the benefits. People take risks. Take a risk. Take a risk. If you take a risk with certain things, you get to reap the rewards. The benefits. You take risk. Risk. So you take risk of failure, risk of humiliation. You take risk of failure under your own name. You take risk. Risk. And the people who have the ability to fail in public under their own names gain a lot of power. Has a lot of power. My own name has a lot of accountability. It's powerful. Confidence. People take risks. Take a risk. Take a risk. And Holy cow, I forgot what a banger that was. What an absolute ridiculous banger. Yo, shout out to Andrew, man like Andrew says, bless up ATD, cheers. Hey, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Man like Lally. Hey, hey, hey. Let's read some of these reviews. Reviews just in off the press. Let's see. Uh, Cosmic Kangaroo says navigational. Shecky Pavel says power. Robert Easley says encouraging. WMIV says genius. Second person who said that in the past hour. Shecky Pavel says flippers. Mason says leverage. We haven't got to the leverage section yet. Oh my goodness. Cedric uh, Sedge says incisive. Nathan Dunn says I'd say the new album is powerful. A&B says encouraging. Matthew Coates says empowering. You. Chris Champagne says pure meaning wave. Pure. Sway says, Big Boss smoking cigars and doing sunbathing. Sun your balls. Sun your balls. I sun my balls forward at four days in a row this week. And there was no sun. No sun. What do you do when there's no sun? How do you sun your balls with no sun? That's the question of the ages. You know, the question of the ages. Scoops82 says, the album is life enhancing. Yeah. Uh, Chris Van Houten says, my review, effing amazing. I listen to it all day. Big Brain Activities. And Justin Schaefer says, Big Brain is how I would describe it. Oh, my goodness. Jack McKee says, enriching. Enriching WMIP says Bobbler. Martin Potter says Navalificent. Navalificent. That's a good word. What a great word. Mason says, Someone give me a lever. Ah! Just remembered another one of my favorite moments from uh, from last night's premiere. And uh, <laughs> was it Logan Mars again? He was on fire. He said, Yeah, I bet Navarre was the kind of kid who hogged the seesaw at school. Oh my goodness. Uh, Rhett Reisman says, persuasion is a top five skill. Yes, very, very true. Uh, international high five, uh, squiggly equal sign simultaneous sip. Exactly, exactly that. Well, close. Not exactly, but close. It was definitely, definitely heavily inspired by. Uh, uh, Chris Lena says, hey, Donnie. How do you stay so consistently creative? Hey, Donnie. 
There is times I hit a creative spark but then get burnt out and takes a while to come back. Well, well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't give myself that option. There is no option. Uh, but again, you've got to bear in mind I have been involved in this hyperproductivity slash zone inhabitation experiment uh, for over two years now. For over two years. And uh, the whole idea of being in the zone and not leaving is you're in the zone, you didn't leave, so you just stay in that place. You stay in the place. So I haven't hit any kind of a wall or had any, any beat block or lock of creative spark or nothing uh, since I started this thing. You know, since I started this thing. I haven't wasted a beat. I haven't wasted a track. Everything's been wonderful and just increasingly so. Uh, so I would say maybe experiment with that. Um, and certainly uh, have a look at where where blocks come from and when you lose your spark or what happens, what happens? Did you take a break and then come back to it a week later and you didn't have it anymore? Or did uh, did you try and do something and some techno technological thing got in the way? You know, you want to remove friction. You want to remove friction. And uh, also, you know, you want to... Uh, you want to not get out I would say try stay in the zone that's what I would say that's what's been working for me and the other thing I would say is I would definitely definitely remove friction wherever you find it friction is the enemy and uh, must be destroyed Rafiki Attack says the Don is the only DJ and artist who I deeply respect you 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 are breathtaking by Jove that's a very nice thing to say to somebody uh, God bless you. Uh, did we miss any things? How do you all? No credibility with that. Accountability says Sedretesh, and that's a major key right there. That's a major, major, major key right there by Jove. This song is such a bop. Oh my goodness, what a bop beat. Uh, Tim Murphy says, was buying Bitcoin at 5 cents, sold it at 20 cents. Nice. Good. Good. Not only did you uh, make money, you also learned something. Uh, good. <laughs> Blake says, hey, this has a beautiful vibe, 100, nice work, bro. You're breathtaking. Shout out to everybody. Oh, my goodness. What a lovely thing. Let's have an international high five. Three, two, one. You can't blame it on the steward or the stewardess. You can't blame it on the co-pilot. You're the captain. You're responsible for this ship. You can't blame it on the steward or the stewardess. You can't blame it on the co-pilot. You're the captain. You're responsible for this ship. Accountability. Accountability. Accountability is important because that's how you're going to get leverage. How are you going to get credibility? It's also how you're going to get equity. You're going to get a piece of the business. When you're negotiating with other people, ultimately, if someone else is making a decision about how to compensate you, that decision will be based on how replaceable you are. If you have high accountability, that makes you less replaceable, and then they have to give you equity, which is a piece of the upside. But equity itself is a good example because equity is also a risk. <laughs> Equity means you get paid everything after all the people who need guaranteed money are paid back. So if you look at the hierarchy of capital in a company, the employees get paid first. They get to pay the salary first. Like in the legal proceedings, you know, the salaries are sacrosanct. If you are a board member and the company spends too much money and has back salaries to pay, 
salaries. So the employees get the most security. But in exchange for that security, they don't have as much upside. You can't blame it on the steward or the stewardess. You can't blame it on the co-pilot. You're the captain. You're responsible for this ship. You can't blame it on the steward or the stewardess. You can't blame it on the co-pilot. You're the captain. You're responsible for this ship. Accountability. Maybe the bankers who lent money to the company for operations and they need to make their fixed coupon every month or every year, but they don't get much more upside beyond that. Now, they might be making 5, 10, 15, 20, 25% a year, but that's where their upside is limited to. And then finally are the equity holders. And these people are actually going to get most of the upside. So once the debt holders are paid off and the salaries are paid off, whatever remains goes to them. But if there isn't enough money to pay off the salaries and the debt holders, or if there's just enough to pay off the salary and the debt holders, which is what happens with most businesses most of the times, the equity holders get nothing. So the equity holders take on greater risk, but in exchange they get nearly unlimited upside. And you can do the same with all of your work. So essentially taking accountability for your actions is the same as taking an equity position in all of your work. You're essentially taking greater downside risk and greater upside risk. But realize that in modern society, the downside risk is not that large. People will forgive failures as long as you are honest and made a high integrity effort. And so people should be taking on a lot more accountability than they actually are. You can't blame it on the steward or the stewardess. You can't blame it on the co-pilot. You're the captain. You're responsible for this ship. You can't blame it on the steward or the stewardess. You can't blame it on the co-pilot. You're the captain. You're responsible for this ship. As a captain, you're taking on accountability for the entire plane. Let's say that something goes wrong with the aircraft, you can't later blame it on anyone else. You can't blame it on the steward or the stewardess. You can't blame it on the co-pilot. You're the captain, you're responsible for the ship. If you screw up, you crash the ship and there are immediate consequences. In the old days, the captain was expected to go down with the ship. If the ship was sinking, literally the last person who got to get off was the captain. accountability as reputational skin of the game. It's putting your personal reputation on the line as skin of the game. Accountability is a simple concept. The only part of accountability that may be a little counterintuitive is that we're currently socially brainwashed to not take on accountability. Is that we're currently socially brainwashed to not take on accountability. I said what? In a visible way. But I think there are ways to take on accountability where every member of a team can take on accountability for their portion. That is how you get a well-functioning team while still putting credits and losses in the correct columns. Major key. Accountability. Aye, aye, aye. Accountability. 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 
Wow, 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 wow. That's a song called Accountability. It's an amazing, beautiful, kind of like uh, emo trap pop song about accountability and uh, captains, you know, uh, being responsible for their ships. By Jove! And you better know, baby, if meaning with good ship meaning wave ever goes down, you know who's the first. Boom! We ain't going down, baby. The only way is up. Come on! Logan Mars says, yo, lol, I thought Akira's neck tattoo was the Hogwarts crest. <laughs> hey, that'd be good, Hogwarts crest. Oh my goodness, that's a, that's a good one. Hey, by the way, I just remembered, uh, if you're a... If you're a nifty kind of a person, the nifty of the Naval Akira the Don album visual uh, is up for auction and it's over in 48 minutes, I believe. Uh, YouTube Hero Alex, if you've got the link for that in the chat, uh, that would be cool. That would be useful. Where is it? There it is. Look. It's over there. It's over there. It's uh, the nifty of the visual of this album. See that lovely thing there? The, the nifty of that is uh, up for auction and you can get that and uh, sale ends in 48 minutes 48 minutes oh my goodness oh my goodness and uh, yeah so that's good to know that's good to know what's everyone saying out there Blake says man it would be gnarly to actually see you live one day you always slay these streams big homie accountability was a banger by the way hey guess what Blake let's reword that from man it would be gnarly to it will be gnarly it will be gnarly to do this live someday in person and I will give you a fist bump and uh, maybe even a hug you know how about that how about that uh, shout out to everybody uh, out there who's looking forward to real IRL meaning wave events you know what I mean just you, do, you just gotta visualize, baby. You gotta visualize that meaning fest, you know. You gotta visualize the live sets with the guest speakers, you know. You gotta visualize uh, the excitement as uh, you know the chords from this come in, and then Deval walks on from the side of the stage, and then you see Nivy. Nivy's there too. Oh, you know what I mean? Imagine that. You know what I mean? What a wonderful day that will be. What a wonderful sight. What a wonderful sight when uh, you know when the uh, Terence McKenna hologram comes down. You know what I mean? It's gonna be bullet. Gonna be boring. Lucas Wilkerson says, Akira, will you ever come to Tampa for a live show or somewhere in Florida? I would love to and therefore will enjoy doing that as soon as the opportunity uh, presents itself or as soon as we, uh, what's the right word for it? As, uh, create the opportunity. Definitely want to do that. Definitely. Uh, the first place I ever went to in America uh, was Flafla. I went to Miami, you know. I went to Miami. I went to, uh, I went on the, uh, what's that place? I hugged a baby alligator, you know, baby alligator. Uh, you know, uh, I went to Florida, found me some baby alligators, found some fluorescent orange locusts. How about that? Fluorescent orange locusts, and uh, the grass was like, uh, it was bouncy, you know? I love that place, I love that place. I look forward to returning to that place, and returning to that place to do this, well, won't that be something special? Hey, Draft42 says, best in the world. Meaning Wave exists, congratulations on another masterpiece of an album. Hey, you are breathtaking. Thank you very much. Uh, 2076 uh, with the uh, $5 super chat earmarked for a Maz hologram fund. Hey, that's wonderful news. I was actually uh, having a conversation about that earlier. Oh, yeah, how about that? Tim Murphy, Akira's show will bring the world into alignment. Indeed, there you go. That was the correct usage, will. You see that will? Will, will, you are a powerful being. You know what I mean? You're a being of, of creation. 
being of creation. Uh, Chris Lena says, I def will be there when this becomes alive without a doubt. Yes. Man, Lanny says, Billy Swamp Safari. Billy! That's right. Uh, Mason Maslany chugging along upon the great waves of meaning. Amen. 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 Uh, Blake says, I fuck with that 110%, bro. If you ever do in a show in Texas, I'll get tickets for my whole crew. Fam. Hey, I live in Texas. It would be really remiss of me not to do a show in Texas. I wonder. I wonder. I don't see what I've got to look into is, is like, can you do a show without having to like stand six feet apart wearing a bag on your head? Like, I don't even, I don't even know. I've got to look, look, like look into what's going on with that kind of a scene, you know? We can't be doing six feet apart with a bag over your head, you know what I mean? We've got to have those those meaning fist apps and the meaning hugs, all that thing, you know what I mean? Um, let's see, Mike Better says, was driving home listening, love it all, great sound. Hey, thank you. Boom, boom! Accountability. 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 single was this leverage. I was very sneaky with this Capital. I didn't want to give away the vastness with no marginal cost of replication uh. give me a lever long enough and a place to stand and I will move the earth give me a lever long enough and a place to stand and I will move the earth give me a lever long enough and a place to stand and I will move the earth give me a lever long enough and a place to stand Leverage is critical. We all know what leverage is when we use a man like Mark Harrison. We understand how to pay $100 for the Naval album. What a G! Aren't really well evolved to comprehend a fair exchange. Which is, I appreciate you, in modern society and what the newest forms of leverage are. The oldest form of leverage is labor, which is people working for you. So instead of me lifting rocks, I can have 10 people lift rocks. Then just by my guidance and where the rocks should go, a lot more rocks get moved. I can do it myself. Everybody understands this because we're evolved to understand the labor form of leverage. Give me a lever long enough and a place to stand and I will move the earth. Give me a lever long enough and a place to stand and I will move the earth. Give me a lever long enough and a place to stand and I will move the earth. Give me a lever long enough and so what happens is society overvalues labor as a form of leverage. This is why your parents are impressed when you get a promotion and you have lots of people working underneath you. This is why when a lot of naive people, when you tell them about your company, they'll say how many people work there. They'll use that as a way to establish credibility. They're trying to measure how much leverage and impact you actually have. We just automatically assume that more people is better. But I would argue that this is the worst form of leverage that you could possibly use. Managing other people is incredibly messy. It requires tremendous leadership skills. You're one short hop from a mutiny or getting eaten or torn apart by the mob. It's incredibly competed over. Entire civilizations have been destroyed over this fight. For example, communism, Marxism, is all about the battle between capital and labor. Das Kapital und das Labor, right? 
So it's kind of a trap. So you really want to stay out of labor-based leverage. You want the minimum amount of people working with you that are going to allow you to use the other forms of leverage. Much more interesting. Give me a lever long enough and a place to stand and I will move the earth. Give me a lever long enough and a place to stand and I will move the earth. Give me a lever long enough and a place to stand and I will move the earth. Give me a lever long enough and a place to stand and I will move the earth. I gotta say, I thought that was a low-key intro to the album. It was deliberately low-key because it gets really hype. You know, we get some real hype, but uh, that was a great song. And uh, it was a, re a really great song to write, you know, I really enjoyed writing that. You'd be writing a song and like, when you do, when I'm making these songs, it's like, oh, there's the chorus. <laughs> oh, there's the melody. Oh, there's another melody. Oh, it's got another one. And you're like, oh, sweet. You know, and they just fall out the sky, you know what I mean? They're just kind of like floating around, you, psh, psh, you grab them, you know? And uh, yeah, it's very joyful, very joyful. I had, I had, a, I had a lovely time. I had a wonderful time making this record. I gotta say, uh, you know, we are now, of course, uh, in the leverage section of the record. Uh, we suddenly, and it's, it's like literally, it's like about five songs about leverage. I could have made an EP and called it "Songs About Leverage," and uh, no one would have been sad. Everyone would have been happy. Everyone would have been happy. Rob Adams says, "Do you have a snare rush?" I don't know what that is, so I couldn't answer you. Couldn't answer you if I do have a snare rush or not. Um, our Chemical Reviews says this song has got me thinking pretty, pretty hard about my own side hustle. Sooner or later, Akira the Dawn is going to make me rich. you going to make you rich, baby. Do it for the ancestors. Do it for the children. Do it for freedom. Cosmic Kangaroo, give me a class one lever and a heavy rock and I shall yeet that rock with my trebuchet. Amen. 
Amen. WMIV says Naval is such a poet. Yes, he is. And uh, we spoke about that earlier. Uh, he's very, very specific and very, very deliberate. Very, very good, you know. Very, very good. Uh, Boom Muffin says, what's up, fam? That's what's up, fam. What's up? Stay Dugan says, leverage is all about yeeting. And if there's something we like here in the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone, what is it? That's right. We like a good yeeting. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Stay Dugan says, he did it. Mike Can says, Dr. Stone, circle of life. Do you know who Akira the Dawn is? Do you know who Akira the Dawn is? Of course, he's amazing. Hey! 2076 says, YouTube Hero Alex, can you do one for Have You Heard of Akira the Dawn? Of course, he's amazing. Would that be a chat command? That's a great idea. That's a great idea right there. Yeah, yeah! Mel Paradise says, Dogecoin is out of control. We bought in yesterday and shit keeps going up. Hercules was on at me to buy him some Dogecoin. I've been too busy. Does that mean I'm a worse, I'm, does that mean a bad father? My worst father of all time. Hercules has been investing in Bitcoin. It's very sweet. How's my Bitcoin, Dada? Can I see my Bitcoin, Dada? I want to invest more Bitcoin, Dada. Yeah! Ill Ink says, this makes me so happy. Sway says, I love the message, but I've been singing this hook. It's a joyful one to sing. It's really easy, you know? It's in an easy register. You don't have to have a very good voice. You can do the low voice if you're a gentleman. Give me, give me. You can go all the way down there. You know, it feels good. Feels good, baby. Feels good. Damn it, it feels good to be a gangster. Bless, it feels good to be a gangster. Oscar S says, the album is so hyped that Akira calls a banger low key. Exactly, right? Exactly. Yo, yo. Mel Paradise says, we're up 40 bucks on the Doge. Nice. Congratulations. Sway says, get Young Herc an Exodus account and a Nano Leisure. You're gonna have to message me on Patreon about that. I don't know what it is. I am a savage. I am making my way in this world and I'm doing the best I can. Come on! <laughs> yeah! Gimme, gimme, gimme! Boom Muffin says Akira has already helped us with enrichment through meaning. Connecting us all in the MAZ. Blessings and love to all. Amen! Amen. Thank you, Stefan Her, for the support. God bless you for the 420. Oh, yeah. It says, listen to AKD and execute B. B. That's nice. What up, Chris Van Houten says, recently discovered your song Litany Against Fear. Been rocking it daily the last week or so. Shout out to Gal to Danica and shout out to you, Chris. What a wonderful discovery. Who wants to hear more songs about leverage? Who wants to hear more songs about leverage? Yeah! Let's cap it out. Let's cap it out. 
Let's tap it out. This one's a little less hardwired into us because large amounts of money moving around and being saved and being invested in money markets, these are inventions of human beings the last few hundred to few thousand years. They're not evolved with us from hundreds of thousands of years. So we understand them a little bit less well. They probably require more intelligence to use correctly and the ways in which we use them keep changing. Management skills from 100 years ago might still apply today, but investing in the stock market skills from 100 years ago probably don't apply to the same level today. So capital is a trickier form of leverage to use, it's more modern. It's the one that people have used to get fabulously wealthy in the last century. It's probably been the dominant form of leverage in the last century. And you can see this by who are the richest people. It's bankers, politicians in corrupt countries who print money. Essentially people who move large amounts of money around. And if you look at the top of very large companies, outside of technology companies, many, many large old companies, the CEO job is really a financial job. They're really financial asset managers. Deep down, I think we all dislike capital as a form of leveraging because it feels unfair. because it's this invisible thing that can be accumulated and passed across generations and suddenly seems to result in people having gargantuan amounts of money with nobody else kind of around them or necessarily sharing in it. A powerful form of leverage is capital. Is capital. Is capital. A powerful form of leverage is capital. It's capital. It's capital. That said, capital is a powerful form of leverage. It can be converted to labor. It can be converted to other things. It's very surgical, very analytical. If you are a brilliant investor and you have a billion dollars, you can make a 30% return with it, whereas anybody else can only make a 20% return. You're going to get all the money and you're going to get paid very handsomely for it. It scales very, very well. If you get good at managing capital, you can manage more and more capital much more easily. You can manage more and more people. So it is a good form of leverage, but the hard part of capital is how do you obtain it? And that's why I talked about specific knowledge and accountability first. If you have specific knowledge in a domain, and if you're accountable and you have a good name in that domain, then people are going to give you capital as a form of leverage that you can use to then go get more capital. A powerful form of leverage is capital. Is capital. Is capital. A powerful form of leverage is capital. It's capital. It's capital. Whoa! Victory! Okay. Best song about capital of all time. I dare you. I double dare you. Find me a better song about capital. Also notice how in the chorus I sing capital. I didn't pronounce the T. I don't know why. I didn't. Capital. 
The most interesting and the most important form of leverage is this idea of products that have no market. More songs about leverage! This is the new form of leverage. This is only invented in the last few hundred years. It got started with the printing press. It exploded broadcast media. And now it's really blown up with the internet and with code. So now you can multiply your efforts without having to involve other humans and without needing money from other humans. This song is a form of leverage. This album is a form of leverage. Long ago, I would have had to sit in a lecture hall and lecture each of you personally, and I would have maybe reached a few hundred people, and that would have been that. 30 years ago, I would have to be lucky to get on TV, which is somebody else's leverage. They would have distorted the message. They would have taken the economics out of it and charged me for it. They would have muddled the message, and I would have been lucky to get that form of leverage. Today, thanks to the internet, I can buy a cheap microphone, hook it up to a laptop or an iPad, and there you are. We're all listening.
Yeah. There's another one of them wonderful sing-along in the shower songs about leverage. Ha! <laughs> Who knew that's what the world needed? Who knew the world? Ella <laughs> says the best part of the clubhouse convo is when Duvall said, the social sciences are a creeping fungus that's killing the natural sciences. Cheetah. Yo, yo! Yo! There you are. There you are. And of course, that's the song where famously uh, Naval recorded recorded vocals, especially Naval recorded vocals, especially for the album uh, on that song. As, as some of you eagle-eared listener viewers noticed and said, Cure the Dawn, people were writing to me going, I don't think I've ever heard him say this album is a form of leverage on a podcast. Uh, did he Did he record this specially? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And... Uh, and he was, he was, he was, he was, uh, he was great. He was great. I said, uh, could you do this? And he said, oh yes, I could. Uh, would you like me to find the microphone I recorded the original one on? Yeah. So there you go, baby. Is that? I don't know if that's the second time that's happened or something. I don't know. Jordan Peterson famously recorded uh, the vocals for Forty Two Rules for Life, especially, of course. So you know, it, it has happened. It has happened. But, uh, you know, it's a rare recurrence. Uh, tambourine hat achieved, yes. Some people are going, what's Kira the Don doing there? Uh, I was trying to put a tambourine on my head like Liam Gallagher. Uh, that's what I was trying to do. Uh, I bought the same tambourine as Liam Gallagher. And he sometimes, when uh, Noel Gallagher's doing a guitar solo, Liam Gallagher puts the tambourine on his head. Weird thing is, I used to be able to put this on my head quite easy, but since I got a haircut, uh, it's more difficult. I don't know why. It's just like, I've, I had a haircut, you know, I went into Austin, I got a haircut. And uh, now I can't balance the tambourine on my head the same. <laughs> that, who knew that would be a side effect? You know I mean, who knew there would be a side effect? Smash that like. I think there's a whole bunch of you who've not yet smashed that like. Uh, smash that like, pop a link in the Discord, all that type of situation. Uh, this album is leveraged, says Nathan Dunn, and Nathan Dunn is correct, of course. Silas Day's got a question. The Silas Day's question is this. Uh, Kira, how do I gain the confidence to put myself and passions out there? Thanks for everything. Okay. Uh, you don't need the confidence. What you need to do is to realize that if you don't, you will suffer. And so will everyone around you. Uh, because if you don't do it, you'll become bitter and resentful. That's what will happen. Uh, so you have to do it in order to uh, save yourself from a wretched future of uh, sorrow and suffering and, and, and foisting that on the people around you. You will have to deal with the fact that you are bitter and resentful because you didn't do the stuff. So you don't need confidence. You just have to do it. You know, what you need is discipline. Fuck confidence, discipline. The, dis and there's the, the discipline is this, you, 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 you say, what am I going to do? You visualize the end result, you reverse engineer the steps to do that, then you insert the, uh, you insert the, you implement uh, the systems, you implement the systems that will carry you to that desired outcome, and you have the discipline to enact those systems, and that's it. At that point, it's not a decision at that point, confidence has nothing to do with it, it's just a case of you executing uh, on your plan, you know? So that's what you have to do. Boom! Minutes left to get the How to Get Rich Volume 2 album visual nifty. 
20, 20, yeah, 20 minutes and 34 seconds. Oh! I didn't mention it during, at all during Clubhouse. I'm not very good at, good at, um, well, it's not that I'm very good. I did not. I told people about this stream, that's what I did. I said, come to the Meaning Wave Autonomous Zone. I said, come hang with the gang. I said, they're beautiful people, you really like them. Did you know, I don't know if you guys knew about this. Did you know that uh, Jordan Peterson has been leaving uh, comments on uh, videos on, uh, on this channel? Did you know he's been re replying to people's comments? It's so lovely. It's such a lovely thing to witness, you know. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, that was his lovely song about leverage. What's this next song about? What's this next song about? Oh, my goodness, it's this song. Oh, well, 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 well. Uh, you guys, this is an amazing song. I think this one's Naval. This, this is one of Naval's favorites on this album. He's got a few on his on the last album. His clear favorite was uh, "Renting Out Your Time," uh, but he's he's got a number of favorites on this one um, because you know there's some inarguable, in, inarguably epic records on this album. That's the thing. That's the bloody thing. Who likes robots? Uh, you know. Who likes robots? So should I should say, who doesn't like robots? <laughs> no one. Everyone likes robots. Uh, robots are great. You know. And they're here! They're amongst us! What's up, Savage Chill? All the forms of leverage. Boom, the boom. best one in modern society. And people are going this is glib, this is overused, and this is why I tell people learn to code. We have this idea that in the future, there's going to be these robots, and they're going to be doing everything. And that may be true, but I would say the majority of the robot revolution has already happened. The robots are already here, and there are way more robots than there are humans. It's just that we pack them in data centers for heat and efficiency reasons. Put them in servers, they're inside the computers, all the circuits, the robot mind inside that's doing all the work. And so every great software developer, for example, now has an army of robots working for him at nighttime while he or she sleeps. What? The robot army is already here. The robot revolution has already happened. The robot army is already here. The robot revolution has already happened. The robot army is already here. The robot revolution has already happened. The robot army is already here. The robot revolution has already happened. We're just adding in much more of the hardware component these days. As we get more familiar, we get more comfortable with the idea of autonomous vehicles and autonomous airplanes and autonomous ships and autonomous trucks and delivery bots and Boston Dynamics and robots and all that. But hey, robots hi, who hi. are doing web searching for you are already cleaning up your video and audio and already, already here. here answering customer service queries that you would have had to call a human for. Already, already here. here. An army of robots is already here. It's very cheaply available. The bottleneck is just figuring out intelligent and interesting things to do to them. So the robot army is already here. The robot revolution has already happened. The robot army is already here. The robot revolution has already happened. The robot army is already here. The robot revolution has already happened. Now you can speak the 
language of the robot army. And you can tell them what to do. Now you can teach the language of the robot army and you can tell them what to do. The robot army is already here. The robot revolution has already happened. The robot army is already here. The robot revolution has already happened. The robot army is already here. The robot revolution has already happened. The robot army is already here. Robots, robots, um, banger, another banger. What are we doing? What are we doing with all these bangers? All these bangers about leverage and robots and uh, network effects. Robots, network effects, all that. Incredible, incredible, incredible. Make some noise for that record. Ted Metalot says, loving this album so far. You are breathtaking. You. Welcome all poets in the house. It's paying Akira for being Akira. Hey, thanks. Savage Chill says, manifest thy will, thought rightly, and you will not need confidence. Confidence will need you. That's right. Confidence will need you. Nathan Dunn says, learning how to build mobile apps as we speak. Leveraging that robot army. Leverage that army. Savage Chill says, I've been chasing confidence to acquire discipline. I didn't consider that I could not need confidence. I need to undo all my self-help brainwashing. You need to get after it. That's all. Get after it. Free! <laughs> playing that song too fast I was like this song sounds weird this song is supposed to sound like uh, like you're, you're trapped in an elevator and you ate all the cough syrup accidentally
created Ethernet, famously coined Metcalfe's Law, which is the value of a network is proportional to the square of the number of nodes in the network. If a network of size 10 would have a value of 100, a network of a size 100 would have a value of 10,000. It's not just 10x more, it's 100x more. So you want to be in a network effect business. If you're number one in a network effect business, you win everything. One of the dirty secrets of Silicon Valley is that a lot of the winning businesses are natural monopolies. A network effect is when each additional user adds value to the existing user base. So your users themselves are creating some value for the existing users. The classic example that I think everybody can understand is language. There's 100 people who live in the community speak 10 different languages, and each person just speaks one of those 10. You're having to translate all the time. It's incredibly painful. But if all 100 of you spoke the same language, it would add tremendous value. 10 people start out speaking 10 languages. One extra person learns English. Well, now all of a sudden, 11 people know English. So when the next person comes to learn a new language, probably going to choose English. And at some point, let's say English gets to 20 or 25 people, it's done. It's just going to own the entire language marketplace, and the rest of the languages will get competed out. When you're picking a business model, it's really good idea to pick a model where you can benefit from network effects, low marginal costs, and scale economies. And these tend to go together. Like anything that has zero marginal cost of production obviously has scale economies. And things that have zero marginal cost of reproduction very often tend to have network effects because it doesn't cost you anything more to stamp out the thing. So then you can just create little hooks for users to add value to each other. So you should always be thinking about how your users, your customers, can add value to each other. Because that is the ultimate form of leverage. You're on the beach in the Bahamas, or you're sleeping at night, and your customers are adding value to each other. Yeah. server farm on Mars, you know? 
people say like being trapped in an elevator. You know, you know the vibes, you know the vibes. Network facts, baby. We're listening to the brand new album, Akira the Don and Naval Ravikant. It's out called How to Get Rich Volume 2. We are listening to this album. We are talking about this album. We are enjoying this album. Uh, shouts out to everybody locked in live, baby. Shouts out to each and every one of you. Network effects, come on. Man like XX, Mad Out Major XX is very powerful production happening here. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, bro. And that interesting video you sent me, I've, I've watched half of it so far. Appreciate that. Yeah, 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 yeah. got uh, seven minutes left on our nifty and uh, the top bidder right now we can't see because I'm in the way can I make myself smaller we can't he's in the way anyway the top bidder, bidder is uh oh there he is Marduk the Younger Marduk the Younger there is bid point two ETH to own the visual of How to Get Rich Volume 2 this beautiful animated creation here uh, How to Get Rich Volume 2 full album visual as an NFT, uh, six minutes left on that auction. What a time to be alive, bright Jove. Hey, hey, uh, where's my visuals? There it is. Man, I could talk like that forever. I could, frankly, I could do a whole stream where I was just playing this beat and talking in a in a in a pitch down voice over the top. I think that could be like a, a whole genre, a whole genre of uh, a video, of thing. I think I saw YouTube Hero Alex saying that uh, this is his favorite song on the album. YouTube Hero Alex always picks cool songs. YouTube Hero Alex has got great taste. And do you know how we know YouTube Hero Alex has got great taste? He's an OG day one meaning way fan. From way back in the way back, in the way back of the way back machine. Them days there. Who wants to hear another song about leverage? Who wants to hear another song about the leverage? Uh, 2076 says, I would watch that stream. Savage Chill says deep voice A Akira ASMR went. Right now, this is it, this is it. I mean, this is this is the moment that we're existing in. It's the moment that lasts forever because that's all there is. It's just this moment. Forever. next song uh, is, is a song about leverage and it's, it made me smile so much when I realized what the chorus and the title was because I, I just envisaged uh, the, the meme that would result. Someone will make it and it will be wonderful. Maybe multiple people will make it till it's perfect. This song is called Nearly Infinite Leverage. Oh. Come on. 
Oh, Navarre's wrapping his ass off on this, by the way. Holy cow. We are now living in an age of nearly infinite leverage. Nearly infinite leverage. Nearly infinite leverage. We are now living in an age of nearly infinite leverage. And all the great fortunes are created through leverage. So your first job, obtain leverage. You can obtain leverage for mission, take, taking risks, getting, getting people to work for you, or by raising capital. Or you can get leverage permissionlessly by learning how to code, or becoming good communicator, podcasting, broadcasting, creating videos, writing, etc. 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 That's how you get leverage. That, that's how you get leverage. But once you have leverage, what do you do with it? Well, the first part of your career is spent hustling to get leverage. Once you have the leverage, then you want to swirl because your judgment really matters. It's like you've gone from steering your sailboat around to now you're steering an ocean liner or a tanker. You have a lot more at risk, but you have a lot more to gain as well. We are now living in an age of nearly infinite leverage. Nearly infinite leverage. Nearly infinite leverage. We are now living in an age of nearly infinite leverage. You have a lot more at risk, but you have a lot more to gain as well. Age of infinite leverage, judgment becomes the most important skill. My definition of wisdom is knowing the long-term consequences of your actions. Wisdom is just judgment on a personal domain. Wisdom applied to external problems, I think, is judgment. So they're they're highly linked. It's knowing the long-term consequences of your actions and then making the right decision to capitalize on that. Judgment is very, very hard to build up. This is where both intellect and experience come in play. There are many problems with the so-called intellectuals in the ivory tower. They have no skin in the game. They have no real-world experience, so they just apply purely intellect. And intellect without any experience is often worse than useless as you get the confidence that the intellect gives you and you get some of the credibility. But because you had no skin in the game and you had no real experience and no real accountability, you're just throwing darts. The real world is always far, far more complex than we can intellectualize. We are now living in an age of nearly infinite leverage. Nearly infinite leverage. Nearly infinite leverage. We are now living in an age of nearly infinite leverage. You have a lot more at risk, but you have a lot more to gain as well. Especially all the interesting, fast-moving edge domains and problems. You can't get there without experience. So if you are smart and you iterate fast, even you put 10,000 hours into something, but you take 10,000 tries at something. If you are smart and you have a lot of quick iterations and you try to keep your emotions out of it, the people with the best judgment are actually among the least A lot of the best investors are considered almost robotic in that regard. I would be surprised if even the best entrepreneurs come across as unemotional. There is this archetype of the passionate entrepreneur and yet they have to care about what they're doing, but they also have to see very clearly what's actually happening. The thing that prevents you from seeing what's actually happening are your emotions. Our emotions are constantly clouding our judgment and investing or running companies, building products, or being an entrepreneur, emotions really get in the way. Emotions are what prevent you from seeing what's actually happening until you can no longer resist the truth of what's happening, until it becomes too sudden and then you're forced into suffering, which is sort of a breaking of this emotional fantasy that you put together. We are now living in an age of nearly infinite leverage. Nearly infinite leverage. Nearly infinite leverage. We are now living in an age of nearly infinite leverage. You have a lot more at risk, but you have a lot more to gain as well. Well, well, hey. 24 seconds left on the nifty. 
It's the Nifty Countdown. Do, 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 do. 14 seconds left on the Nifty. Investment books are the worst place to learn about uh, uh. because investment is a real-world activity that is highly multivariate. All the advantages are always being competed away. It's always on the cutting edge. So what you actually just need is very, very broad-based judgment thinking. And the best way to do that is to study everything. A lot of philosophy. And philosophy also makes you more stoic, makes you less emotional. And so My Duke, the younger is the winner. Better judgment. Congratulations to you. Go within someone's feed and get at least some semblance of what it must be like to be in their head bro, all the bro, time. Bro. The more outraged somebody is, I guarantee you, the worse Woo. their judgment is. If someone's constantly tweeting political outrage, seems like an angry person getting into fights. You don't want to hand this person the keys to your car, let alone the keys to your company. Yo, 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 yo. Did you, there's so many bars. So many bars on this album by Joe. So many bars. Like, seriously, if you're going to hire somebody, do an audit. You can. And just check if they're spending any of their time getting engaged in political gibberish on Twitter. Any of their time, then go, don't go near them. Don't hire those people. Those are not the people that you hire. They will destroy your business. They will hollow it out from the inside. They will destroy it. They hate you. They hate They hate the idea of wealth creation. Um, definitely don't hire those people. There's a major key. That's a major key. Now, shout out. We just we just had a nifty auction live. Nifty auction. And uh, Marduk the Younger won. Marduk the Younger won. Congratulations, Marduk the Younger one there nifty and i will go sign that off on the blockchain after i've done this yes i will savage chill says emotions cloud your judgment navalis jedi confirmed mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> i mean scott adams had that thing about how wizards are real you know wizards walk amongst us jedis are real Jedi's walk amongst us. Yeah! Man like Gabrielle says, my brother met you in LA several years back and recommended to me your stuff. Thanks for helping me get through 2018, 2019, buddy. Yo! Yo! But that's a, that's a beautiful thing right there. Shout out to you and your brother. I wonder who your brother was. I wonder where I met him. Shout out to Los Angeles. Man like George Polo's in the house says, how's life being Akira? Hi. Uh, life, is, life has been magical, you know? Life has been consistently magical ever, start, ever since i was been paying attention to it. Uh, Oracle DBA, thank you for the $20 super chat, says, take off shirt for two times leverage. <laughs> you know, I've done the math. I've done the math. Shirt removal. Is, is more leverage than that. Uh, one time I, I worked as a Chippendale. I didn't work as a Chippendale. I worked as a glass collector in a pub. And they had a hen night in there. And they paid me 10 quid to take my shirt off. That was a lot of money in 1996. And I should not have been working in that place by God. By Joe. But I was. I was 16. I was working in a pub glass collecting. And they paid me 10 pounds to take my shirt off. And they squealed! 
in a way that only women on a hen night can squeal. It's a very, 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 very uh, unique sound. The sound of a woman, a number of women on a hen night. We've been presented with the bare flesh of a 16-year-old boy they have given 10 pounds to in a pub. That was a bloody experience working in that place. Holy shit. That was back in the day when people used to smoke and drink and all that, you know, and, uh, and vomit. Smoke and drink and vomit. And then, you know, they were, they were, oh my goodness. I remember the first time I walked out of that place. I'm 16, right? I walk out. And like, they'd been liquoring me up all night. These hen night chicks had been buying me drinks and stuff. Terrible. And I walked out of that pub and I stepped into Banger, Lower Banger High Street, right? And uh, at that time of night, on a, on a Friday night, it's like a cacophony of ultraviolence, right? And you look around, it's like slow motion. Like a policeman's like in midair, and it's like you can hear the classical music, you know? And he's got his bat on, he's banging a guy in the head, and the other guy is trying to smack him with a kebab. You know what I mean? All that. And uh, I'm just walking through this, and I'm fucking drunk. You know the thing where, like, you've had a few drinks, and you're, and you're a kid, and someone's giving you a cigarette or something, and then that makes you feel sick? And I just walked along, and this policeman looks at me, I go, hello. And then I just sort of projectile vomited. And he sort of looks at me, and I look at him, and I just carry on walking, you know? And, uh... You know, that was Wales in the 90s, baby. That's how we used to get down. Whoa! Felix says, one hack on Twitter is to use uBlock Origin to block the sidebar on the right with the recommendations. They are outrage only. Now, what I do is I uh, say, I tell Twitter I live in Tokyo. I did this ages ago, and, it, and it's consistently worked. Uh, to Twitter thinks I'm in Tokyo, so they just show me... Uh, Japanese trending topics and I don't understand them but occasionally there's a picture of some anime it's very beautiful so I definitely I definitely recommend that that's a song called nearly infinite leverage nearly infinite leverage You have a lot more at risk, but you got a lot more to gain as well, as well. And uh, this next song will be, might change some people's lives. This is one of those life-changing songs. Uh, like I said, there's a bunch of songs on this album, and it's like, I was like, yeah, I'm using this. I'm integrating this. This is nice. And uh, Then there's a few where it's like, oh, shit, I thought I was doing this, but I wasn't doing it as much or as hardcore as I should have been. This is one of them. This is one of them, baby. I was worth a lot more than the market thought I was worth. But I started treating myself that way. 
So always factor your time into every decision. How much time does it take? Oh, it's going to take me an hour to get across town to get this thing. Well, I value myself at $100 an hour. That's basically throwing $100 out of my pocket. How am I going to do that? You buy something from Amazon, they screwed it up, you have to return it. Yeah. Is it worth your time to return it? Is it worth the mental hassle? Keep in mind that you have less work hours, less mentally high output hours. Do you want to use them to run errands and solve little problems? Or do you want to save them for the big stuff? All the great scientists were terrible at managing their household life. None of them had a clean, organized room or, you know, made all their social events on time or sent their thank you cards. You can spend your life however you want. But if you want to get rich, it has to be your number one overwhelming desire, which means that it has to come before anything else, which means you can't be penny pinching. You can penny pinch your way to a basic sustenance. You can keep your expenses low, maybe retire early and not spend too much. And that's perfectly valid, but we're here about wealth creation. No one is going to value you more than you value yourself. No one is going to value you more than you value yourself. We're here to talk about wealth creation. That, that has to be your number one priority. No one is going to value you more than you value yourself. So fast forward to your wealthy self and pick some intermediate hourly rate. For me, believe it or not, back when you could have hired me, my hourly rate, I used to say to myself over and over, it's $5,000 an hour. Today, when I look back, really it was about $1,000 an hour. And of course, I still ended up doing stupid things like arguing with the electrician or returning the broken speaker, but I shouldn't have. And I did a lot less than any of my friends would. And I would make a theatrical show out of throwing something in the trash pile or giving it to Salvation Army rather than trying to return it or handing something to people rather than trying to fix it. I would argue with my girlfriends and even today to my wife, I don't do that. That's not a problem that I solve. I still argue that with my mother when she hands me like little to-dos, I just don't do that. Hi. I would rather hire you an assistant. And this was true even when I didn't have money. Whoa. And this was true even when I didn't have money. No one is going to value you. Another way of thinking about something is that if you can outsource something or not do something for less than your hourly rate, outsource it or don't do it. Outsource it or don't do it. So if you can hire someone to do it for less than your hourly rate, hire them. That even includes things like cooking. You may want to eat your healthy home-cooked meals, but if you can outsource it, do that instead. And I know some people will say, well, what about the joy of life and what about getting it right just your way? Sure, you can do that, but you're not going to be wealthy because now you've made something else a priority. basically said it pretty well. You should be working on your product. You should be exercising and eating healthy. That's all you have time for while you're on this mission. So set 
a very high hourly aspirational rate for yourself and stick to it. And it should seem and feel absurdly high. If it doesn't, it's not high enough. good one isn't it holy, holy cow that's a bloody good one 2076 is damn 500 an hour or bust right right who was he was talking about trying to give me 20 dollars to take my shirt off you understand how valuable my time is <laughs> yo you need to go up baby up i can confirm that's true now i did that when i was djing in los angeles i was doing all these private events you know and i had a, I had a hourly rate I was doing these events and it was like, um, I think it was reading that tweet storm that made me first go down there. I was like, shit, you're gonna have to crank up the hourly rates. Did. And was a bit scared, you're a bit scared to do it, right? Because you're like, oh, people won't book me. And certain people who book me, I know they're not gonna pay that, you know, but did it. And was kind of shocked that almost instantly it worked. And the first person who tried to book me was a new person. They took it, you know, I was like, holy shit. And I went up an echelon. Suddenly I was doing better parties and and I was DJing for all these actresses and that sort of person and like and they're nicer to you when you charge them more they don't ask they don't be they don't try and micromanage you know so then I went up another level you know and I, and I alienated a few clients and but psh, they was paying me way more and they were even nicer to me it was crazy and it was I was like I don't know what the upper limit of this is you know the upper limit was Tom Hanks that's what it was Tom Hanks came along and then and uh, I wasn't DJing outdoors anymore but uh shit's real but here's the thing what i realized i was still doing stupid shit up until making this song up until making this song i was still returning stuff i'd ordered off the internet that didn't work like a 10 pound uh, like a 10 dollar like a uh, wire or cable or something it's like my hourly rate is more than it's gonna that's just ridiculous and you gotta think about shit like that baby if you're trying to do thing great things in this world you know and then what you'll find is like what you'll find is if you, if you, you know, it will come, it'll come back at you. You'll be like, oh no. This is what they used to say that like, you know, I was raised by poor people, you know, and I was raised around poor people. I was working class, you know, and it's like all this, you know, save a penny, save a pound. I don't know, whatever the fuck it is. All that scrimpy. It doesn't work. It's bullshit. That's what keeps you poor. It doesn't work. Shit. Basically, basically, and I've been doing this for a while, but just not as much as I should have. What you really got to do is work out if there's anything you're doing that you could pay someone else to do. Doesn't matter how much you've got. Maybe you've just got $15, right? And there's a thing you're doing and you could get someone on Fiverr to do that thing. And with that time that you gain, you could do something that only you can do, right? Because there's a bunch of stuff. I can guarantee there's a bunch of stuff that only you can do. And anytime you're doing something that someone else could do, that's time you're not doing the thing that only you can do which is stopping you from like being as useful as you could be and, and achieving what you could achieve you know and it's also stingy because you're stopping some person on fiverr getting the job and they want that job 
if you're sat there like filling in some forms or like doing some i don't know doing some data entry there's someone on who needs that job someone wants that job don't be a, don't be a dick pay the person the, the money to do the thing with that time do the thing that only you can do and you'll be shocked at how quickly shit will blossom i was shocked at how shit quickly shit blossomed for me but i still find myself um, it's like a constant you know i always talk about habit um uh what's the word auditing auditing your habits you know making sure they still work for you one habit that i keep slipping back into is doing stupid shit i shouldn't be doing Like basically, I'm the world's number one wave lord, and anytime I'm not wave lording, I'm doing a disservice to, to the whole flipping cosmos, you know. Buh, buh. Matt Lally says I've been thinking about that for years. People call me lazy. I think it gives me mental freedom. Yes, it does, and that's the other, we got another song about that coming up. That's real. That's real. Yeah. Sheila says, exactly, Naval, that's how I cracked six figures a few years ago. I stepped up my game, named my price, and felt bad later that I had gone so low. Now I'm getting closer. I gotta say, I'm proud of you. Proud of you. Proud of you. I gotta say, I'm proud of Marduk the Younger. Marduk the Younger, who just won the auction and got himself that uh, entirely, entirely rare, entirely gorgeous, entirely wonderful uh, Naval uh, How to Get Rich 2 album visual nifty. Uh, we can, there's two nifties currently listed that you can bid on. We've got the most people are good. Uh, and that's the VHS version as well, by the way, that didn't make us a YouTube uh, of that, that no one else has seen. No one's seen it. It's, it's, it's slightly different. It's VHS-y. And uh, the Catalyst Reclaim Your Mind uh, music video Nifty. Both of those are on Project OpenSea. If you're a person who likes Nifties, you can go bid on those right now. Oh my goodness! Own a piece of Meaning Wave history today by Joe. And enjoy this solo. Oh. says is that an Elon Nifty yeah that's Elon Nifty another another ridiculous so many gems on this album if you read Watchmen you know that that whole section where Dr. Manhattan's dad the watchmaker Akira let's talk about hard work I think he dies or something I can't remember but it causes him to spill the gems to spill all the gems that he's been using to make the watches, you know? That's this album. Let's talk about hard work. Man like Fool Killer was cracking, baby. There's this battle that happens a lot. Yeah. Should you work harder and should you not? You're slave driving people. All the great founders work their fingers to the bone. And they're talking past each other. First of all, they're talking about two different things. Employees and a lifestyle. Which is fine. Your number one thing in life is you're doing it. 
is not wealthy. You have a job, you also have your family, you also have your life. But Keith is talking about the Olympics of startups. He's talking about the person who has the gold medal trying to build a multi-billion dollar public company. That person has to get everything right. They have to have great judgment. They have to pick the right thing to work on. They have to recruit the right team. And they have to work crazy hard because they're basically engaged in a competitive sprint. So if getting wealthy is your goal, you are going to have to work as hard as you can. If if getting wealthy is your goal, you are going to have to work as hard as you can. You can. But hard work is no substitute for who you work with and what you work Who you work with and what you work Who you work with and what you work on. Hard work is no substitute for who you work with and what you work That should be your overwhelming goal. And you can save yourself a lot of time if you pick the right area to work in. Picking the right people to work with is the next most important piece. And then third comes how hard you work. But they're like three legs of a stool. If you shortchange in any one of them, the whole stool is going to fall down. So it's not like you can pick one over the other that easily. when you're building a business or even building your career is first figure out what should I be doing? What is something where there is a market that is emerging product that I can build that I'm excited to work on and something where I have specific knowledge and I'm really into it? And then second, surround yourself with the best people possible. No matter how high your bar is, raise your bar because you can never be working with other people who are great enough. There's someone to have the best alumni network for you in the future. Look at the PayPal Mafia. They work with a bunch of geniuses, so they all got rich. So just try and pick based on the highest intelligence, energy, and integrity people that you can find. And then finally, once you've picked the right thing to work on and the right people to work with, then you work as hard as you can. Then you work as hard as you can. Hard you reassess and then you try again.
work with and what you work on. That's a banger right there, huh? Make some noise, Beanie Wave Autonomous Zone. Ooh, that's, that's like, I had to let that one right out at the end, you know? Like, I had to let that one right out a bit at the end because that beat was just so enjoyable. That was like, uh, what was my vibes when I was making that beat? I was like, uh. If like Prodigy was alive and he was really chill now and really like just chill and enlightened as opposed to like angry and paranoid. I love Prodigy, you know, I love Prodigy. Mac 10 Handle is one of my favorite records, you know? Return to the Mac, like... Sit alone in this four-cornered room. You did that joint. Love Prodigy, rest in peace. Man like Oscar S. Appreciate you, baby. Thank you for the super chat. Says, I will listen to this album many, many more times. Enjoy it more and more and learn something new from every lesson. Thank you, Akira. God bless you, Oscar S. Thank you. Same man, I made this album, I spent a lot of time working on this album for me. And like, I, I still be like peeling off layers, you know. Yeah! Man like Man Lally up in the building. Says this is a great and needed album. I've been fiending for more Naval since 2020 bike rides. Yo. Who wants volume three? This shit about to be a quadrilogy. It was funny when I did the first one. I was like, I was just like working my way through Lenny Lin. I was like, oh, this is more than more than one album. This one, and I didn't at that point like do the whole thing of like mapping out the whole material and working it out. So when I came to start making this album, I thought this would be part two and that would be it. And then I was going through the whole thing and uh, I was like, oh shit, this is a quadrilogy. This is a quadrilogy. He says the kinds of luck were a big revelation. Yeah. Yeah. Man like Kangaroo, would you prioritize who you work with and what you work on over a good hourly rate? What kind of a question is that? says when I listened to the album a few weeks ago I was struck also by the four kinds of luck it's so real it is. wild and crazy kids said this is gonna change the future for my kids and myself Isn't that a beautiful thing
Good news, I just got confirmation, just got a message from Naval. Um, I asked him if he was cool with me putting up the audio from the uh, from the conversation we had earlier. And uh, he says, please do. People are asking for it, which is true. So look out for that ASAP. Akira. Inspiration is perishable. When you have your inspiration, do it right then and there. Inspiration is perishable. When you have your inspiration, do it right then and there. Do it right then and there. This happens to me a lot with my tweet storm. I've actually come up with a whole bunch of additional tweet storms besides the ones that are already out there. But sometimes I just hesitate or I just pause and then it just dies. And what I've learned is if I'm inspired to write a blog post or to publish a tweet storm, I should probably do it right away. Otherwise, it's not going to get out there. I won't come back to it. Inspiration is perishable. When you have your inspiration, do it right then and there. Inspiration is perishable. When you have your inspiration, do it right then and there. 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 Inspiration is perishable. When you have your inspiration, do it right then and there. Inspiration is a beautiful and powerful thing. And when you have it, just seize it. Inspiration is a beautiful and powerful thing. And when you have it, just seize it. Impatience with actions and patience with the results. That's actually a good philosophy for life. Anything you have to do, just get it done. Why wait? You're not getting any younger. Your life is slipping away. You don't want to spend it waiting in line, traveling back and forth, doing things that you know ultimately aren't part of your mission. When you do them, you want to do them as quickly as you can while you do them well with your full attention. But then you just have to give up on the results. You have to be patient with the results because you're dealing with complex systems, you're dealing with lots of people. It takes a long time for markets to adopt products. It takes time for people to get comfortable working with each other. It takes time for great products to emerge as you polish away, polish away, polish away. Polish away, polish away, polish away. Polish away, polish away, polish away. Inspiration is perishable. When you have your inspiration, do it right then and there. Inspiration is perishable. When you have your inspiration, do it right then and there. 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 Inspiration is perishable. When you have your inspiration, do it right then and there. If I have a problem that I discover in one of my businesses that needs to be solved, I basically won't sleep until at least the resolution is in motion. And this is just a personal failing, but if I'm on the board of a company, I'll call the CEO. If I'm running the company, I'll call my reports. If I'm responsible, I'll get on there right then and there and solve it. If I don't solve a problem the moment it happens, or I don't start moving towards solving the moment it happens, I have no peace, I have no rest, I have no happiness until the problem is solved. I'll solve it as quickly as possible. I literally won't sleep until it's solved. So solve it as quickly as possible. I literally won't sleep until it's solved. Inspiration is perishable. When you have your inspiration, do it right then and there. Inspiration is perishable. When you have your inspiration, do it right then and there. 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 Inspiration is perishable. When you have your inspiration, do it right then and there.
personal characteristic, but it's worked out well in business. How about that? How about that? How about that? Oh my goodness. Inspiration is perishable. There's another banger. There's another major key. I have found that to be true. Here's the thing, right? You know that Scott Adams album that so much of you love? That was I, I that was like a thing that uh, I think it was like two in the morning or something. I was like, shit, I've got to go do that. I just went and did it, you know? Like, laid out the whole foundation of it. And had I not done it, I wouldn't have done it. Now, I know that sounds obvious, but had I not done it in that moment, it would have not happened. I'd have put it off. It would have gone on the, the pile of things that might possibly do or whatever. I was already supposed to be doing a different record at that point, you know? But of course, it turned out perfect. Buh, buh. Buh, buh. El Inc. El Inc. Uh... <laughs> shocked at the price of the nifty the the default price of them has been that way since the beginning and eth has gone up so they are more now than they used to be and they were priced at that because all when you take into account gas fees etc gas fees are very high uh, and much less as an opening thing is not even worth doing Good news is, is uh, gas fees, I believe, are going to be coming down soon because of some machinations. So that's very exciting. But uh, also, and you know, you don't want to, you don't want to like under, undervalue incredible things like uh, full music videos. But I will look into some kind of cool nifty creation that we can price lower. I will look into that for you. And as always, let me know what sort of thing you want. Also, let me know what kind of, you know, what kind of price you could expect to pay for a thing. But do bear in mind, gas prices are a thing. People don't talk about this. People think it's just like, oh, it's just like you just put a thing and people give you money. and it's done. It's, uh, Aside from the thing itself being incredible and uh, rare and a piece of history, uh, you have to pay gas fees. That's the thing. In the world of Ethereum, which is very exciting, by the way, I would recommend if you don't know much about Ethereum, which I did not know much about Ethereum uh, a little while ago, uh, listen to uh, Tim Ferriss talking to Naval and Vitalik about it. That's a really good podcast, and it's really interesting, and it's really exciting, and it breaks it down. It's really, really exciting time to be alive right now. Uh, I think I've spoken about this before. But you know, the, the original idea for the internet, when the internet, there was the original way they were thinking about monetizing it, it wasn't always ads. It wasn't just like, yeah, it's, you know. At one point they were talking about, and this is, I think Jared Lanier wrote about this in one of his books that was very good. But at one point they were discussing a kind of micropayment model where everybody went on the internet would pay a certain amount and then everything that was put on the internet would be somehow linked uh, to that in a way. So if I went and read your blog post, it would give you like a micropayment of my in monthly internet money, you know? And so then a popular blog post, the person could make shitloads of money from, you know? Because uh, it was popular and so on and so forth. Uh, and of course, they, they decided to go down the ad route, and of course the ad route led to all of the problems of the internet. <laughs> yeah! YouTube Hero Alex says group bidding is a thing, so Matt Lally is going to get in touch with you on that. Well, that's exciting. Uh, if that's the thing we can do on OpenSea, that would be dope. I did try a different platform, but it wasn't very good, and it was, yeah, anyway. Sheila says make sure you get Elon and Graham's attention, may get a Tesla for a nifty. 
funny you should mention that. In case you didn't know, that's one of the many, many tracks on this record that I did a solo by doing that. And then convert it to MIDI and you got a solo. Boom! Prince Chabrika says, I would love to be on a group by. Cyclops says, I just bought my first crypto this week. Should have got Doge though. <laughs> WMIV says value for value model is superior. Shout out to Adam Curry. Get after it. You gotta get after it. You gotta get after it. Where is it gone? I knew I'd lost it. Do you know who the cure the dawn is? Anyway, sorry about that. I was trying to find my Adam Curry sample. It's disappeared off of my soundboard. Who stole it? <laughs> and that ended with Alan Watts. Did you hear that? Alan Watts, Alan Watts mocking me. Yeah! Thank you, Alan Watts. Uh, we've got two songs left of this album to play. Two songs left of this incredible album to play. Did you know that? Did you know? I think they've all been bangers. Has there been a bad song? Has there been a song where you were like, I wish this one would end? Has there been a song where you thought, mm, yeah, this is a bit of a filler? Have you, has there been one? I couldn't find one. I thought they were all bangers. I was shocked. All bangers. Uh, Spicy Shoe Guy says, I just did my first investment in the stonks. Very excited. Congratulations. Savage Chill says, count me in on the group nifty. Uh, I would gladly throw down for that. Come on. All right, sweet. We'll talk with Matt Lally. Matt Lally, Crypto Kang. Speaking of, uh, speaking of great things. We squander our time. Whoa. Cuts. Whoa. We squander our time. Come on. With the death of a thousand cuts. A busy calendar and a busy mind will destroy your ability to do great things in this world. To do great things in this world. You need free time and a free life to do great things in this world. You need free time and a free life to do great things in this world. You should be too busy to do coffee while still keeping an uncluttered calendar. know that I'm famous for simultaneously doing two things. One is having a very clean calendar. I have almost no meetings on it. While at the same time, I am busy all the time. I'm always doing something. And it's usually quote-unquote work-related. But it is whatever the highest impact thing is that needs to be done at that time and that I'm most interested and inspired about. But the only way to do that is to constantly, ruthlessly decline meetings. People want to do coffee and build relationships. That's fine early in your career when you're still exploring. But later in your career, when there are more things coming at you than you have time for, you have to ruthlessly cut meetings out of your life. If someone wants to do a meeting, see if you can do it with a phone call instead. If they want to do a phone call, see if they can do it with an email instead. If they want to do it with email, see if they can do it with a text message instead. If they're text messaging, you should probably be ignoring most text messages unless they're a true emergency. One has to be utterly ruthless about dodging meetings. When you do do meetings, do walking meetings, do standing meetings, keep them short, keep them actionable, keep them small. Any meeting with eight people that sit at a conference table, nothing is getting done in that meeting. You're literally just dying one hour at a time. 
single, you might ask. Well, it's the penultimate song from the album, and I'd like you to be able to have an experience of listening to an album all the way through and, it, and it, you know, have moments of surprise, and uh, I wanted that to be, to be a surprise, you know. Like, right at the end, of, and it was great, it worked perfectly yesterday at the album premiere. People thought the, the song preceding this was the final song, and they thought, oh, that was the end. A little pause, then BOOM! was the previous one anyway they didn't they, they thought that one one prior or one prior is the end when in fact this is the penultimate song this came out great and i told you by the way this one obviously my inspiration on this was that was partly daft punk 
and uh, I made this song, and uh, Charlotte's like, oh my goodness, you're making a Daft Punk type song. Oh my goodness. And uh, the next morning they announced their breakup. It's completely true. And like I said, I don't think they've broken up. I think that's some kind of uh, ploy. I suspect they'll be back in some kind of like Phoenix type situation. Anyway, by the way, it's that song. Anyway, that song's called Great Things in This World. Uh, you need free time and a free mind to do great things in this world. Now, like I say to you, I'd be making these records. The last time this happened, because one of the points of me making these records is to, to integrate the stuff in myself. You know, I'm not I'm not completely and entirely a, a you know a selfless benevolent wave lord. Obviously, I am, but of course, like, how can I how can I wave lord if I am not you know doing it? And there's occasionally I'll find in a record a little bit of resistance, and I'll think oh, I don't need because no, no. this record last time it was with uh, Jordan B. Peterson's drinking song. I let that one percolate, you know. I think I don't think I could, it was immediate, but after after I made that record, and then a week or two later or something, I stopped drinking. And uh, that was that was the end of that, you know. You need an adventure. Like, yeah, you're right, all right. Anyway, this one, the the resistance was. Uh, he's talking about, you know, you need free, you know, free time. He's talking about the the people that really do it, they sprint and they stop a bit. And it was like, as you know, at that point, I'd, I've been streaming uh, twice a day forever. And, uh, and you know, I've been going increasingly hard since the beginning of the hyper productivity experiment. And there was a little prideful part of me that was so in love with the story of the going all out and the doing and the rah, rah, rah. And I was like, I don't need, I don't need to, to pause. I don't need a free, you know? And I was like, I don't do meetings. I just I don't, you know, I don't need meetings. You get the thing people t send you a message and they're like, they're like, hey, I, could I, I? I've got a great idea. Can I? Can I ask you about it? And you're like, you just did, but you didn't say. You didn't get to the point. That opportunity you had there of my brain reading the message. Uh, there's so many messages you can't necessarily see them all. And it's like, anyway, um, I was like, I don't take meetings. I was like, yeah, but I do. I do have a mental calendar that has got two streams every day on it every single day and has them for a long time and it was at that moment I was like oh shit I'm gonna have to take a little break for that two streaming every day thing just to see if he's right just to, just to check you know and well shit well shit what a revelation this has been my goodness and what things have manifested and oh my goodness Ill Inc. says you need free time and a free mind to do great things in this world and also the freedom from perfectionism the latter is killing me it, yeah I mean I, I had that I, and that's why I, one of the reasons I release so, so much stuff as well because you just nothing's perfect it don't exist because I've said this before uh, what's you could finish in my instance case you could finish a song Naval and I talked about this a little bit earlier and uh, you know you could finish a record right or a tweet and then you could go back to it the next day and you could finish it and it's perfect, brilliant, perfect. Go back the next day, it's not perfect anymore. Do you know why it's not perfect anymore? Because you are different. Perfection is impossible because you, because change is the only thing that is constant. The only constant thing is change and that applies to you. And therefore perfection is impossible. So you just have to, you just have to stick limits in there and just say, that's it, right? Wednesday is done, nothing, and that's it. And then you finish and you move on. 
and you finish your move on you finish your move on you finish your move on and just keep doing that and every time you do a new thing you'll you'll, you'll if you're paying attention you'll learn something and it'll be better and more powerful than the last and you'll build momentum you know YouTube Hero Alex says, I still vividly remember the moment that you and 1791L took a shot together on stream years ago. <laughs> oh, I miss those guys. They had a good thing going on. But it was a, it was a, it was, yeah. I don't think, I mean, they wouldn't have been allowed to continue much longer, would they? Gripper Grampa. This perfection is like trying to nail down quantum mechanics. Don't exist. It's impossible. You know, the thing about that is, you know, the people people get stuck like, you know, I've seen people do with music. They get stuck working on the same song for like, or the same album for years and years and years. It's like, you could have just finished the thing, moved on, moved on, moved on. By this point, you would be so much further along in your artistic development and in your skill set and all of that, you know. And there you are. That's what happens to Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, one of the greatest to ever do it, he got completely fucked over by that, and now his legacy is, is, is dog shit compared to what it could have been. Imagine if uh, Dr. Dre had had the Max B work and release ethic. Like, or, the, or your little Wayne, for people who don't know Max B. Or, I don't know, someone who did a lot of shit. <laughs> so Dr. Dre was, like, working on the same album for, like, 15 years or something, and then never put it out. And then put out an album he made in a week that wasn't very good. Oh my goodness, what is that? And the only reason he put it out was because Apple Music paid him a shitload of money and now no one no one remembers that album. No one even cares, no one, oh, oh, it's depressing. Ain't no way you're going to be the best in the world at what you do if you don't do it. You know, and you've got to keep doing it, doing it and doing it and doing it again. Doing it and doing it and doing it again. You know what I mean? I'll be saying, yeah, there you go, Sway says, Dre should have worked with little B. Exactly, there you go. That's a good timeline. That's a timeline somewhere, and, uh, and that's a good one. Last song of this album. And this is the first one I played. And I played it way back, uh, way back when on the... Uh, on stream 666, uh, right? It feels like a long time ago. Been streaming for what 17 hours or something, and uh, me and Mama done. I think we did. We did we perform this together? But she just ran off at that point. Yeah. Become the best in the world at what you do. Keep redefining what you do until this is true. Until this is true. Become the best in the world at what you do. Keep redefining what you do until this is true. If you really want to get paid in this world, you want to be number one at whatever it is that you're doing. Do you know who Akira the Dawn is? Of course, he's amazing. And it can be niche, that's the point. It can literally be you're getting paid for just being you. You know, at this point, some of the most successful people in the world are that way. Oprah gets paid for being Oprah. Joe Rogan gets paid for being Joe Rogan. They're being authentic to themselves. 
You want to be number one, but you want to keep changing what you do until you're number one. You can't just pick something arbitrary. You can't say, I'm going to be the fastest runner in the world, and now you got to beat Usain Bolt. That's too hard of a problem. But what you can do is you can keep changing what your objective is until it arrives to your specific knowledge, your skill sets, your position, your capabilities, your location, your interest knowledge, your skill sets, your position, your capabilities, your location, your interest, and then converges to making you and then converges to making you number one. Number one. Become the best in the world at what you do. Keep redefining what you do until this is true. Until this is true Become the best in the world at what you do Keep redefining what you do Until this is true Until this is true When you're searching for what to do You actually have two different foci That you have to keep in mind at all points One of those is I want to be the best at what I do And the second is What I do is flexible So that I am the best at it I am the best at it until you arrive at a comfortable place where you're like, yes, this is something I can be amazing at while still being authentic to who I am. And this is not going to be an overnight discovery. It's going to be a long journey, but at least you know how to think about it. The most important thing for a company is to find product market fit. The important thing for an entrepreneur is to find founder product market fit, where you are naturally inclined to build the right product, which has a market. That's a three-focus problem, which is you gotta make all three of those work at once. If you wanna be successful in life, if you just have to get comfortable managing multivariate problems, multiple objective functions at once, then this is one of those cases where you have to map at least two or three at once. Become the best in the world at what you do. Keep redefining what you do. Until this is true. Until this is true. Become the best in the world at what you do. Keep redefining what you do. Until this is true. Until this is true. Become the best in the world at what you do. Keep redefining what you do. Until this is true. Until this is true. Become the best in the world at what you do. Keep redefining what you do. Until this is true. Until this is true. There you have it, baby. That brand new album, How to Get Rich Volume 2, Kira the Don and Naval. 
That shit is out now. That shit is out now. We had a conversation today. That's going to be up on the up on the channel ASAP. Look out for that in I don't know. Uh, probably won't be able to get it tonight, but it'll be out tomorrow. How about that? How about that? How's that sound? Akira the Don. That's right. That's Adam Curry. I brought him back. I rescued him from the belly of a whale. He's back on the board. Akira the Don. That's Adam Curry in like 2007 or something. Saying the name of power. Make some noise. We're gonna do another international high five. Let me know where you where you at. Let me know how you felt about that experience in one word. One word. Come on! Here come the first! And whoa! Man, what a joyful thing to do that was, you know, make that song. That was right at the end, you know. I'd been planning it, I had the shape of it. I plan the albums out, then I execute them in stages, you know. But, you know, it, it was, it's a lot going on in this song. This is one of those songs that back in the day, you know what I mean, it would have cost a million dollars to make, you know? This is a million dollar song right here. Yo, we got. We got a gang in the building. Look at this beautiful gang. Shouts out to everyone locked in. It's so lovely to see you all. It's so lovely, it's so lovely to be with you here, here on YouTube. In case you didn't know, by the way, uh, I hope you know. I didn't make a big deal about it. You know, I don't like to make a big deal about things. Because if I made a big deal about everything, it'd be just so many big deals because we do so much stuff. But we was on Twitch every morning this week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday felt good. I'm not going to do it tomorrow or Sunday. Uh, I think next week we'll do, we'll do the same thing. See how that goes. See how that goes. Huh, huh, huh. Let's see what everyone's saying out there. Pyro says, nice. Nightbot says, of course, he's amazing. Mason says, thank you for streaming, sir. Much vibe, so epic. It's a delight. It's a delight. Thank you for being here. Ill Inc. says, I love this album. Bestie Cree says, uh, inspired. Jack McCree says, compounding. YouTube Hero Alex says, leveronomy. Ooh, that's a good word. Felix says, love. Matthew Coates says, awakened. Awakened. Uh, Cyclops, Utah, leverage, synchronicity. Sway, Tacoma, Invigorating, Spicy Shoe Guy, Edmonds, WA Change. In Manus Lysanity, you can make a trilogy out of this song that good. True. Huh. Do you know what? If this was the 80s, this song would come as a 12-inch remix. That'd be 10 minutes long. Wait a minute. Ooh, I happen to know a guy. Ooh. the best in the world become the best in the world of what you do WMIV says MD clarity ill ink says get my ass out of bed excuse me 
Uh, it's funny when you read things upside down. I'll be there every morning, Akira. Get my ass out of bed, says Zilink. There you go. There you go. And Zachary Miller says, no deal is too big. Uh-huh. Austin, Virginia, what's cracking? Spicy Jube guy, what's cracking? Nathan Dunn, Newcastle, UK. I stayed up for this one. Album is huge. Shit, baby. That's dope. What time is it where you are? It's got to be late by now, right? What is it, like four in the morning or some shit? I am proud of you. Man like Stark Sanchez in Australia, grateful. Grateful to you, Mason says banger. Yo, yo, yo. Shecky Pavel says value a bell. Savage Chill uh, is uh, saying something that I can't see anymore. That's weird. Massachusetts real. Man like fool killer. Says I have to miss the morning stream with my new job, but there's always the replay. Oh! Man like fool killer with the new job. Congratulations, fool killer. What fools you killing now? I hope they're paying you good for killing them fools. Man is like sanity says that'd be epic. Do it. Uh, you know, I was uh, a big fan of, I remember being a little kid and really liking Human Leagues, Don't You Want Me Baby. But I liked the, tw- I had the, tw- my dad had the 12 inch, you know, and he used to play the 12 inch version. I thought that was the whole, I thought that's how it was supposed to be. I didn't have a concept at that point of my life about how long songs were meant to be or what the arrangements or structures typically were. I was really into it. And then I remember hearing like the real, the, the single version on the radio and being like, this is bullshit. Where's the extended synth, like, line solo thing i really like hearing that noise i can't hear it anymore what the fuck is this shit word xp says tomorrow is my birthday and it's going to be filled with meanie wave oh really felt really bad i'm not streaming now you should have a birthday stream bloody hell wmiv says this song needs an epic 80s montage video it does doesn't it oh that's a great idea That's a bloody good idea, that. Oh, you guys, you have such great, I love you guys. Hey, 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 Prince Shabrikas, what glorious precipices do we stand upon? Exactly, Stefan Hurst is epic. Ain B says, Twitch stream this week has been fun, happy. Thank you, Akira. Fun, happy. What's Ill Ink up to? Some, some big brain moves? Nice. Cool Killer says, tomorrow is one day off a week. I'm going to make the most of it. Yeah, you better, baby. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Become the best in the world. Ah. (laughs) All right, all right. an international high five. I said we'd do one, didn't I? Alright, before we do the international high five, I want to know one more thing from you. What, what, what was your major takeaway from this album? What's the message that resonated with you? What's the what's the one what's the what's the gem of all the gems that was the gem that you went, oh shit, and that's that gem. Oh shit, that's that gem. Happy birthday, word XP! says what ill ink is up to is she's making a kid's book instead of going to university we'll report back excellent 
G-double-O-D good. Chris Lina. A Ryan Holiday meeting with Jack would be dopey nerd. You'd have to, I thought you just read, um, not just. What I've seen of his has him been him reading uh, Stoic texts and talking about Stoic texts, right? You know me, I like to go to the source. Meditations Volume 2 coming soon, how about that? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Nathan Dunn says leverage. Cosmic Kangaroo says leverage is a side effect of meaning. That's the new strap line. Cool killer says leverage is attainable in many ways. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Sergeant says no, says no credibility without accountability. Big facts. Sway says I should use the robots I've assembled as leverage to increase the value of my time and clean up my damn schedule. Very good point. Brian Bruman, uh, take risks. Lots of things coming in. Take risks, invest in yourself. Very good. Prince Jabrik is the ability to code. is possibly the most liberating pursuit one, could, pursuit one could engage in. It only takes one, but can change the lives of infinite people. That's a very good point. Ted Mello says, oh shit, meditations too. Exactly. Cyclops, too many gems to count. Best right now is hard work is not as important as who you work with and what you work on. WMIV, biggest takeaway, take risk, put your name out there. Nathan Dunn, cannot wait to hear what Emperor Philosopher has in store next. 2076 says, did you work on it with your dad? I heard he knows Latin. He does. Stefan Hurt, inspiration is perishable. Do it right then and there. Jack says, I love the part about success being hard work, but you have to be careful who you work with and what you work on. Stark Sanchez says, yeah, my takeaway from the stream was being like, if you don't do the thing, you're going to suffer. Also, inspiration is fleeting. Do it now. Happiness is fleeting. Inspiration is perishable. That's a good t-shirt. Savage Chill. Inspiration is perishable. I've been used to finding stuff I was inspired to write or read, then putting it off. Yeah. And uh, forgetting about it. I'm going to change that. Epic. Mandislai Sanity, thank you for the super chat. Thank you to everyone who supported. Chris Lena says, oh shoot, can't wait for that meditation too. Grateful to the gods. Hill Ing says, there was a major club sandwich the last two days. Bread was the two streams. Inside the sandwich was the clubhouse conversation. Daily man's bread. Oscar S says, set a higher value on my time and unreasonably high value is still probably too low. Facts. YouTube Hero Alex says, Network effects. Network effects. Network effects. Free leverage. And that's a very good point, well made. And yeah, Jack McKee says, I love Meditations Volume 1. Can't wait for Volume 2. Mowgli says, It's all fire though. Fire, I bump all the ATD beats. Thank you. Ted says, Meditations, the book and album have had such an impact on me. Can't wait. Chris Lena says, take away from Don himself to keep the spark going and remove friction. Yes. Thank you, Chris. That's right. Keep that thing going. Remove friction. Pew. Nick says, you can be the best in the world because there's only one you that can fill that top spot. That's it. But here's the thing. I mean, you can be, but there's, there's no guarantee that you will because you actually have to do it. You have to do it. You have to work. There is no getting away from that. 
so all that time you're squandering returning uh you know like five dollar wires to amazon that's time you're squandering of your very 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 fucking limited time on this beautiful beautiful planet or like dodecahedron or plate on the back of a turtle whatever it might be Madness Life Sanity says, I'm loving that sick new Meaning Wave logo. It's hypnotic. Thank you, Jake, for that. You know, Jake's out here. Jake sent us that. Oh he's, oh, he's made us another beautiful, beautiful thing that I'm looking forward to showing you on uh, the next YouTube stream. AI says, any tips on being more consistent, you guys? That's what I've been struggling with the most. Well, it's a shame that that's what you've been struggling with because that is the number one thing. The number one thing, and uh, that's the thing that will carry you to greatness, and, uh, and the lack of it will will carry you uh, to the ditch. And the answer, you all know the answer. Come on, you know the answer to this. This was on an album that was released two years ago that is really, really due a sequel ASAP. And the answer is discipline. You knew that already. You already knew that. You knew that the answer was discipline. The answer is discipline. That's the answer. It's, 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 a, it's a simple answer. It's a real answer. It's just fucking true. Uh, the answer is discipline. All right. Now, now, now. I guess it's difficult to be disciplined when you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, right? So you need your aim. So here's what you need. You need an aim. Reverse engineer aim. Create system to reach said aim. Then discipline to enact said system. I think I said this already. It's the same thing. It's the same answer. It's true. Jack says, uh, I struggle with deciding what to be consistent about. Just pick a thing. Pick a thing. All right, go. All right, what are the things? Some things will pop to mind. Write them down. Just the fucking first one that pops to mind. If, if, you, if that's your thing that you can't decide what to be, just fucking pick a thing and do it. Right? It doesn't matter what thing. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, Wade... Wade Crescent, my good friend, uh, he was inspired by my discipline with Meaning Wave. And he became very, very disciplined about his fitness. And he's a fucking Greek god-looking motherfucker now. Like, he, he's transformed himself. And he could have picked any... There's a bunch of things he could have picked, right? But he just... He, just, he, he saw... He, he, he saw that discipline was possible and just applied it to a thing. And now that discipline is falling, is, is coming into all other areas of his life, right? Because that's what will happen. Uh, it's like the, uh, it's like the zone inhabitation thing, right? The, the, that will start to glow into the rest of your life and zone inhabitation effects will appear in all the other areas of your life. If you apply discipline, it is one thing, then you, what, then, you understand it can be done and then you can start applying it to more things and more things and more things and then next god knows what like what you could do with that you know god knows what you could do with that did we hit 200 likes yet if you're in here if you're not smashed yet smash the like here's the new rule new rule is 200 like minimum Smash that like by Joe. What you doing? What you doing? Get F ye after it. 
wants another record. Make some noise if you want to hear another song. Make some noise if you'd like another song. Strong and Nerdy says, Akira, I'm a MoGraph artist and I would love to discuss your process for visuals on my podcast in the future. I don't know what MoGraph is. So that's that's something you could educate me on. Uh, podcast requests, etc. Uh, hit up uh, Charlotte, uh, wecare at meaningwave.com. Uh, actually, or hit up Letitia. One of them. One of them will do. Now, we've heard this already, but I just want to play this, a bit of this. Because I want to know what something else sounds like uh, coming out of it. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Because I had a had a theory. I had a theory. No, theory is wrong. It's okay. <laughs> Forget that theory. Forget that theory. But uh, it is interesting that uh, Volume 1 finished on, on this note, which is not a dissimilar kind of a feeling. Graph is short for motion graphic. <laughs> All right, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. It looked like uh, it looked like something mystical. <laughs> Wait a flipping minute. Read what you love 
easier to read. And even reading is full of junk. There are actually things you can read, especially early on, that will program your brain a certain way. And then later things that you read, you will decide whether those things are true or false based on the earlier things. So, so, so it's important that you read foundational things. is when you walk into a library and you look at Aye. up and down and you don't fear any book. You know that you can take any book off the shelf, you can read it, you can understand it, you can absorb what is true, you can reject what is false, and you have a basis for working that out that is logical and not purely just based on opinions. Read what you love until you love to read. show thank you very much for being here thank you very much for being here big shout out to everyone who supported us during this venture thank you thank you andrew thank you amanda slice thank you oscar thank you oracle thank you walking more poet thank you savage chill stepping her rob adams 2076 drop 42 welcome new member tim murphy and scoops 82 Shout out to Ill Inc. And a big shout out to Epic Raid Boss Matt Lally. Appreciate you. Yeah. Whoa. 
What's up, AI? Thank you for the 2222 says that self-explaining grin to oneself. Read what you love till you love to read. It's that simple. You know, when I re- you know what I love to read? I love to read your comments. That's what I love to read. I, li- I love to read your comments. I love to read your, read your expressions, you know. Bill Ink says, thank you for the incredible fucking work you were doing, Akira. I still don't think you realize how important it is. Breathtaking, you are. Thank you. Do my best. Do my best. I'm very excited for, their, uh, for you to hear the next album very excited to complete it. I am aiming at completing that over the next few days. And then uh, we can get into the business of uh, getting getting it mastered and then uh, letting you know hints about it and stuff. Because you don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. You don't know what it's about. You don't know who's, who's on it. They haven't had an album. And then, uh, then I'm about to plow, dive into the next one. I'm very excited to dive into the next one. I can tell you, I can tell you right now that the next one is Platinum Tier. So well, the, the one I'm about to start work on next. And the next one, uh, probably the best one, yeah, probably is. I mean, it's just shocking. Uh, I'll tell you one thing about the next album. Uh, you know, you know what I say to you. Oftentimes, I say to you, if uh, uh, if there isn't a song on it that at some point makes me cry, it's not finished. You know. Actually, someone said to me, uh, what's the song? Who was it? Someone asked me that. And I said, tune in tonight and I'll tell you. Uh, and they said, what song on this album made me cry? And you think, yeah, well, is there going to be a song on a, an album about leverage that's going to br- en- engage that kind of an emotional uh, reaction? And the answer is, give me a lever. Actually, give me a lever got me very emotional. Uh, got me very emotional making that. And there's a couple of other songs on there that got me mad emotional as well. Uh, the last one, Best in the World, got me mad and emotional as well, particularly when I finished it, and particularly when I went outside and I listened to the album for the first time, and uh, when I finished the album, uh, oh my God, I ran, you know? Did I say I ran? The way I listened to this album was, um, and it's a long album, right? I ran. I just ran. I, I, just put, I just put on some of those shoes that look like fingers, <laughs> you know, that ones, and I just ran, baby. And where I live is a weird place for running. It's, it's very hilly, mountainous almost, uh, out here in the hill country of Texas, you know? I just ran. I just ran and ran and ran and ran and ran and ran and ran for like an hour and a half. And uh, and I finished the album, you know, like just running up that hill back home, you know. It was very emotional. But anyway, anyway, what was I going to say? Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, the next album, it's like multiple cries, multiple big cries. Multiple big fat cries. Multiple. Maybe it might be like more than half of the album. See. <laughs> anyway, so that's exciting. Oscar S says my niece is interested in the Stoics. I introduced her to Marcus Wave. She's hooked. Meaning Wave exists. Hey, shout out to your niece. That's amazing. Uh, Chris Lena says I can't wait to beige this album. Interesting. Capa uh, Desperados' album is great. Listen to it on repeat. Uh, on my delivery shift I'll be doing that on the regular for the next few weeks that's wonderful thank you that's very exciting uh, Cyclops says Viveki is my guess slash request Mowgli says love you bro love you too 
Uh, by the way, we've got some meaning crises to do, don't we? I think we do. I think we do. I think we got some meaning crises to do. And um, we've got so much to do. Uh, 2076 says, the girl I'm talking to likes JVP and Meaning Wave. She also wants to have babies ASAP. Well, shit. Hey, well done. Winner, I think. Is that a winner? Sounds like a winner. Sounds like about as winner as you could get, right? The girl I'm talking to. YouTube Hero Alex says, Eric Weinstein had an album, Illink. Well, he had an EP. He had an EP, not an album. He had an EP. Bless him. Um, flipping ping drip. Anyway, I'll let you all... Do you know what? I'm going to let you all do your, do your guessing. I'd be surprised if anyone got it, frankly. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised, but you never know. You never know. You don't know what I've been up to. You know, you don't know what I've been up to in my, in my, uh, in my break, in my uh, what did it, what do you call it? Uh, great things in this world, space. Yeah. Chris Lena says I almost felt like crying listening to the Graham Hancock album for some reason. Powerful stuff. Yeah, me too. Me too. That one, that one got me at a few moments. You know, the one that really got me on that album, making it, was when he was talking about uh, the permanent that song, permanently stoned. You know that song. Yeah. Yeah. Savage Chill says Wade Crescent Wave album. Oh, shit. Yeah, Wade might be uh, what well, might be here soon, actually. He was talking about coming to visit. He said, he, you know, he owes you a DJ set, right? He still owes you a DJ set. He knows that. He knows that. asking what does it start i ain't giving you no more clues i didn't give you any clues either other than you would cry other than you would cry i ain't telling you no all right all right all right international high five i promised you this is, I mean, it's by five o'clock, but shit. All right, let's get it. Maria says, should be crowd fund for Wade to take off his shirt. I don't think you'll have to pay him much. <laughs> If you remember when we were on we were on tour, he was he was shirtless in a few of those appearances. And that was before he spent a year working his ass off in the out. Nathan, what's up? Shouts out to Brazil. High five! Three! Two! One! High five! Yeah! What up, Nathan? Says much love from Brazil. Your what's waves have helped me through the worst times of my life. Thank you. Yo! Thank you! Thank you! 
Citizens Meaning Waving Lens, you love to uh, wave meaning, says Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah! There you Hey, hey. All right, boom, that was our show. Thank you for being here. Frankly, this is one of, one of those ones I, I could keep, I could go all night, you know what I mean? But uh, but I've been, I've been, I've been uh, I haven't eaten, you know. I've got to go eat a steak. That's what I've got to do. Thank you for being here, brothers and sisters. Hold tight. We'll be back soon. You know what I mean? We'll be back soon. Uh, what you can keep an eye out for is that conversation with Naval will be dropping shortly. That'll be within the next day. Right, we'll get you that conversation with Nivar, so you can look forward to that. Uh, please enjoy the new album. Thank you so much uh, for being here, everybody. If you want to support the wave, go meaningwave.com. Get yourself an epic uh, velour, um, you know, uh, tracksuit like this. Uh, you can use the donate functions if you want to donate. We've got a Bitcoin, we've got a Cash App, we've got Ethereum, we've got all that. Uh, if you like nifties, we've got a couple nifties up for auction right now. Uh, premium nifties of music videos. Premium music video nifties. Uh! Project Open C by Jove. 2076 says, see you tomorrow I am. No, you won't. I told you I'm doing Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday, so I won't see you tomorrow morning. No! <laughs> no! Um, you know, also, what, what else if you want to support the wave? Go listen to the music and tell somebody the truth. Here's the thing. This is something that's very, very true. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Do you know what's true? Meaning wave exists! What's that, Hercules? <laughs> Imagine being my family. Bloody hell. Imagine being my family. All right, you beautiful babies. Oh, I got something else really nice for you. I got something else nice for you. How about that? I got something else nice for you coming. Mick Fly says, I got the chat formula. Did you? Oh, you got the chat formula. You epic beast. Epic beast. Man like Mick Fly. Hey, congratulations. That one's beautiful. I spent a long time making that bloody thing. And uh, it came out lovely. I ch oh, boy. Have you seen the chat formula clothing? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to post some more pictures of me wearing it. It's so good. Anyway, i got to get out of here. Thank you so much for being here, you beauties. And uh, God bless. Three, two, one. Bye, five. Bye, five.